we're told that as rare Siddhartha Bhagavata he locate rare to find Mahabhagavata in this world. Guru Maharaj reminds us there's another world that's comprised of Mahabhagavatas. The whole population are Mahabhagavatas. But in this world, very rare. Sudurlabha Bhagavata Hiloke, very rare. And if one is fortunate to get their connection, how rare and what great fortune. But Guru said, but we're told also it is equally, if not more rare, to find a perfect disciple. Srila Govinda Maharaj is the perfect disciple of Srila Guru Maharaj. Guru Maharaj is his everything. He did not put something in his mouth without saying, Jai Guru Maharaj. He did not breathe in or out without saying, Jai Guru Maharaj. His opinion, he said, was one word from Guru Maharaj is sufficient to make us his slaves forever. That's what he said. And then there's always someone to say something. So someone said to me, oh, and Maharaj, what is that word? So just for the record, Om, but try to understand the feeling behind these sentiments. When Srila Gurudev said, if Guru Maharaj tells us something, and he's saying very happily, saying, we know that it's true. We know it not only is true, that it's perfect. So then we can always begin from that position and then measure anything, weigh it, value it, assess it, because we have such a perfect master. First words I heard from the lotus mouth of Srila Gurmars, convert yourself into a proper medium. One day in the afternoon, there was Gurmars in his chair and his Gurudev next to him and I came. Those were happy times. And I <laughs> said to Gurudev, Guru Maharaj said, when Achyutananda asked Swami Maharaj, what did Sridhar Maharaj say to you? He said, if I told you, you would faint? I said, I want to know what are those things. And then Gurudev started laughing. And Guru Maharaj said, what, what? And Gurudev told him, he's in Bengali, he said, Goswami Maharaj wants you to make him faint. <laughs> and Guru says, and they start talking like going what should they say fainting sloka then Guru Maharaj explained this Gadadhar Pranam says on the shore of that broad blue ocean Nilam Bodhi Tate Sada Svaviraha, Svaviraha, feeling separation from himself, is how it's expressed. Krishna as Mahaprabhu, feeling separation from Krishna, the supreme positive and the mood of the supreme negative, plunging the depths of separation. Svaviraha, Kepanbitam Vandavam, in the company of his dear most friend. Who is his dear most friend? Gadadhar Pandit. Srimad Bhagavati Katha Madhiraya Sanjivayan Bhatiya. And what is Gadadhar Pandit doing to relieve the anguish of separation in the heart of Mahaprabhu? Told the tenth stage of separation is death. 
So Mahaprabhu is on the verge of death. Sanjeevayan, but Sanjeevayan. I told before this one Ayurvedic medicine, Prabhupada's Kaviraj, Krishnananda Tarka Tirta told me about. So this Sanjeevayan, it will bring a dead person back to life. And we mean by that the recently dead. <laughs> Sanjeeva, this rasayam, this med- can bring someone on the verge of death back to life. Gadadhar Pandit, Srimad Bhagavati Katha is taking Bhagavad slokas and supplying them like certain medicines or intoxicants, like an intoxicating substance to bring relief to the heart of Mahaprabhu. That's the Bhagavad Katha, Madhira. Madhira means wine. So it means like that, like when a fr- someone's feeling uh, so distraught, devastated, heartbroken, and the absence of their beloved, another friend comes with supplying an intoxicating beverage. They can drink and get some relief. In this case, what is the intoxicating beverage? Bhagavad slokas, selecting Bhagavad slokas. This is how perfect Srila Guru Maharaj is. This is his introduction to his Bhagavat Sloka selections under the inspiration of the Bhagavat Arka Marichi Mala of Bhaktivinoda Thakur that came due to the inspiration of Swarup Damodar. Right? Back to Swarup Damodar, Mahaprabhu Dutiya Kalevar, Mahaprabhu the Second. That Swarup Damodar told Bhaktivinoda Thakur to collect these thousand Bhagavat sun rays, Bhagavat Arka Marichi Arka, Puran Arko Dunoditaha, Kalo Nastar Dishamesha, like an 18,000 rayed sun, collect a thousand of those rays. Gormars was going to further distill three, four hundred. But what would be the criterion for selection? That's all important. He's giving a hint in this sloka. As Gadadhar Pandit selects these slokas, to relieve the anguish of separation from Mahaprabhu, or in some instances to augment certain sentiments. It's giving a hint at the selection criteria. Srimad Bhagavati Katha, Madhireya Sanjivayam Bhatiya, Srimad Bhagavatam, Swadayanasru, Payanai Pudayan, and saying those Bhagavad slokas are like, uh, or doing this, that Tears are pouring from the eyes of Gadadhar Pandit like lotus flower offerings onto the pages of the Bhagavatam where those slokas are written. And once they're spoken and spoken in this particular way with this particular depth of meaning, the tears are falling onto the pages as if they're flower offerings and washing away the letters. The letters are washing off the pages as if they were never to be spoken again or known in that way. Too sacred. So that when Srinivasacharya approached Gadadhar Pandit, the divine direction of Gadadhar Pandit, to hear Bhagwat, Gadadhar Pandit said, What I want to teach you, my tears have washed away those slokas. So you need to go to Navadvip and get a fresh copy. Of course, Srinivasacharya goes to Navadhi. By the time he returns, Gadadhar Pandit has left the world. Why does Krishna do that? Why does Krishna do things like that? If not to take the heart to greater depths, to have us achieve a greater depth of heart, feeling, devotion, the deep heart's 
kor. Goshami prabharo gadadhara vibhur bhuyat madeka gati. So Guru Maharaj says, so let this book be an offering to that best of Goswamis. Gadadhar Pandit Goswami. Goswami Prabharo Gadadhara. Vibhur Buyat Madeka Gati. That's the target of the offering of these prayers. So what is the position of Srila Guru Maharaj that he can express such thing? And what I've said here is, you know, Bakya Aparad, an offense, can't possibly represent how his divine grace expressed that at that time. But as he did that to me, I staggered away from where the two of them were against the wall with my head against the wall, like dragging my head against the wall, losing consciousness of the world. And Guru Maharaj and Guru they're talking. I came back around 15 minutes later. <laughs> To make me faint was like another, this <laughs> little boy. Send the boy away. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> Later. Bhakti Rakak Sridhar Dev Goswami. So I suggested the Gurumars and Gurunev. Bhakti Rakak, guardian of devotion. They said, yes, you can use. <laughs> Srila Gurudev, he's the personification of Naratam Sri Rupa Manjari Pada, um, where Naratam is saying, the lotus feet of Rupa Manjari are everything. Because he said, wait, you just said Radharani, where, wait, first Krishna, now Radharani, now you're saying Rupa Manjari. How, how is that? Someone said to Guru Maharaj, like, why not Lalitor Vishaka? Why Sri Rupa? And that's a, a, a complex question and uh, requires some detail not to go into right now. But Sri Rupa is the leader of all the juniors whose superior is Lalita Saki, Anuradha. So Radha, Anuradha, Rupa. In one place, Srila Saraswati Tagore said that like Sri Rupa is the if you could extract all the beauty of Srimati Radharani, the inconceivable beauty of Srimati Radharani would personify a Sri Rupa, who's, and her assistance bringing everyone in connection with Radha Dasyam, Sri Radha Padasevinam Ritamahu, Taddatamishobhavan, the leader of our group, Bhaktivinoda Thakur. This is the Bhaktivinoda Paribar. Kamala Priyanayanam, Gunamanjari Gorima, Gunahari Basanavayanam, that Rupa Manjari is bringing everyone in connection with the service of the Holy Lotus Feet of Srimati Radharani. Gurmar has extracted that from Gai Bhargo Bhai Vrishabhanu Japma Bhivavai Karadana Sripuram. The whole spiritual world is revealed, illumined by the lighthouse of Krishna Prem emanating from the heart of Srimati Radharani. And Sri Rupa, Lalita, Anuradha, Sri Rupa. So in that song, Naratam is saying, the lotus feet of Sri Rupa are my mantra, my japa, my tapa, my vrata, my everything. 
one line of interpretation is to say, so I'm doing my mantra and my japa with this target, the lotus feet of Sri Rupa Mandri. That's all right. But another way to go is to say, the service of the holy lotus feet of Sri Rupa and her surrogate, in this case, Srila Gurumars, that is my mantra, my japa, my tapa, my vrata. That's Srila Govinda Maharaj realized. That the service of the lotus feet of Srila Gurumars, that is his mantra, japa, tapa, vrata, his everything. And one book called Dignity of the Divine Servitor, another book called Affectionate Guidance. He is the dignified divine servitor. With Guru Maharaj, you can pick up one of his books, read one page, you're getting Guru Maharaj there. If you want to know it, you pick up, open the book, start reading, you're getting Guru Maharaj, his Susadanta's conception. You can pick up a book of Srila Govinda Maharaj and get that as well. But with him, what is most overwhelming is his personal dealings, loving, affectionate dealings with devotees. People who know nothing about Krishna consciousness, know no scripture or anything, would meet him and know that he's divine and they want to always be with him. That much they know. They don't know anything else, but they know this person is divine and I don't ever want to be separated from him. And they find out what they need to do to adjust themselves to allow that to become a reality. Gurudev say, everyone knows Guru Maharaj is Rupa Goswami's man. So why is he always saying, Dayonitai, Dayonitai, Dayonitai? Because as Guru Maharaj would explain, he said, you know, we're talking about saying something high in Krishna consciousness. Actually, most of it is high. Very little of it is not. So inevitably, and we try to stay within the parameters of what's acceptable and, and ordinary preaching. We don't endorse take, and telling very high. Th- I did that when my friends, we used to be in a band together. They come to visit me at the temple. And that's, and, you know, I'm like 21 at the time because I joined when I was 19. And so they're coming the other guys in the group. And they like Krishna consciousness too because the drummer was in a car wreck and at the moment of impact screamed Krishna and everybody was saved. So he's the drum, you know, and so they're now like, you know, devotee types. And my best friend was really, is a devotee. But so, and I'm thinking like, what should I tell them? I got, I'm going to blow their minds. You know? So I read the um, 25 qualities of Srimati Radharani to them. From the, you know, Ramananda Sambad, like Raghunath Das, you know, I mean, I can't even repeat those things here at this moment. Things that are incomprehensible. And of course, they're impressed. I just said a stream of things that are, incomprehensibly inconceivable and they're like appreciating that so for them that worked you know and we had regular discussions also but we know you have to keep within these parameters and and normal discussion but groomer is saying but 
inevitably, invariably in Krishna consciousness, you are going to say some high things. And Guru is saying, and maybe we rushed or it didn't come out right or it went, and some level of offense might be there. There's something he also said called bakya aparad. And it's like an explanation that's an offense. Because after you gave this beautiful description of Bhaktivinoda Sharanagati, the ecstatic symptom and all of that, and one of the Maharaj, we've never heard anything so beautiful. And Guru said, what I have given is Bhakya Aparad. It's so much more beautiful than that. Krishna's Kaviraj will also say that. That's the Vaishnavas. Yeah. But, so Guru said, so if maybe I made a mistake, or didn't represent things the way they should have been, then by invoking the grace of Nityananda Prabhu, he said, I will be restored to my former proper position. So, and you'll hear at the end of some talk where it does go high, Guru is going, Nitai, 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 Dai, Nitai, Dai, Nitai, Dai, Nitai, Nitai, Gorg, Nitai, Gorg, Nitai, Gorg, Adhara, Dwayta, Srivas, Nitai, Nitai, Nitai. There are tapes, he's just saying Nitai for three or four minutes. And Nitai go, Nitai go. So he's saying, why? Because Nityananda, the grace of Nityananda Prabhu is the foundation of all Krishna consciousness. Right? I mean, like when you make a building, you have to dig deep first. And Krishna Priya knows very well. And then you put the, the way they do the ties, you know, they dig how many meters? Two, three, two or three, they dig and then they put in the rebar and then pour cement and make a column. So at least two or three meters is underground. I'd say two, good two meters. And then it comes up and then that's covered. But now those are not going to move. And then you put in the other stuff. So it's called foundation. And Guru Maharaj is reminding us, if, if you don't, if you're, whatever it is you're doing is not founded upon the grace of Nitai, Nityananda, who's also the other self of Guru, then whatever you're building, it will fall over. It will go down, right? It won't be able to... You may build something very elaborate, and maybe it'll hold its position for a while, but after a while, it will come crashing down. So the grace of Nityananda Prabhu and... And also Guru said, not knowing the glories of Nityananda Prabhu is like not knowing who your mother is. That's how he put it. And I remember I was in South Africa lecturing and he said, so Nityananda was going door to door, you know, falling at the feet of people saying, and please accept the grace of, you know, the Lord's feet of Goranga. And then, and, uh, and then Guru would say, and all you have to do is say, uh, you know, yes, I want it, you know. And so I continue. And so um, I, I keep talking in a lecture. And then in the back, a little kid stands up and goes, yes, I want it. And I said, all you have to do is say, yes, I want it. <laughs> so he goes, yes, I want it. <laughs> Whatever it is you're talking about, I want it. And I just said, yes, so can I have it? Yeah. So, uh, 
and you know, Nitai Koruna Habe Braji Radha Krishna Pabe. And they're like, why you need the grace of Nityananda to enter the pastimes of Radha and Krishna? So think very carefully about that. And you know, Heno Nitai Bine Bai Radha Krishna. Without Nitai, you won't get Radha and Krishna. So people, there's a type of Sahajya, extensive, uh, Sahajya is um, extensive in the modern Western world devotional community, where they give some perfunctory, uh, you know, tip of the hat to Nityananda. It doesn't work like that. It's He comes first. And if you do not have not official appreciation, but a pre- deep appreciation and your heart for Nityananda Prabhu, Mahaprabhu will have nothing to do with you. Nothing. You'll get nothing from him. He cannot tolerate anyone who doesn't love and worship Nityananda. Nityananda is called the Abhidut. We know because he like, one day he appears like this, he appears another way, another way, another way. And he's the one we're supposed to get the grace from, right? To proceed to these on, uh, other things. But, but he's always included, right? Even in Krishna Leela, we know Ananga Manjari. Like, how could he, knowing what he knows, to put it mildly, omniscience, you know, like not want to participate in that? He does. And who is Ananga Manjari? Srimati Radharani's younger sister. Just leave it at that. You don't need to know more than that, right? Radharani's little sister, younger sister. And we can say the Chaitanya Saraswat Mat, its foundation is the grace of Nityananda Prabhu. Because when Guru Maharaj decided that in retirement, so-called, we know he doesn't mean to retire from Krishna consciousness. He means, you know, retire from traveling or like certain things like that and maybe a little more emphasis on internal culture. But anyway, so when he settles on Navadeep, because he said, we've been told Navadeep is for the non-liberated. Vrindavan is for the highest section of liberated souls. Krishna Lilam Ritasar, Tar Sata Satadar, Das Dikhe Dahavahoite, Se Chaitanya Lilahoi Sarovarakshoi, Manasa Hangsa Charaha Tahate. Guru Maharaj used to say, Govinda Maharaj likes this verse very much. It's saying that Krishna Leela for the highest section of liberated souls, Gaur Leela. What's the difference? Gaur Leela is the magnanimous distribute. What is otherwise inaccessible? Guru Maharaj said, we should have a sign that says, no admittance, welcome. Welcome to the land of no admittance. This is a place you'd never get in here. John Makoti, Sukritarin, Alabite, and 10 million lifetimes of doing the right thing will not be your password or give you an entrance. Only by grace can you enter there. And more specifically, the grace of Nityananda Prabhu. So, um, oh, so Guru Maharaj decides on. Navadeep, because it's told it's for the non-liberated, can f- seek their fortune in Navadeep. And what does he do? Does he go like straight to the yoga pit? Oh, there'll be a lot of people. Can, you know, we can set up a shop there. You know, no. 
That's not how good. I'm not saying it's wrong to think that way, but it's not how Guru Maharaj thinks. That's all. He's my Guru Maharaj. He thinks a particular way. I try to pay attention to that. But you can, the other ways can, even pure Vaishnavas can think in other ways, but I'm here to tell you how he thinks. That's what I'm obligated to do. And I, I mean, I do it happily, but you can say, oh, someone else, maybe they did. But this is what, how Guru Maharaj thinks and processes things. And how, even Srila Gurudev, Guru Maharaj knows he can do things that Guru Maharaj cannot do because Guru Maharaj is, has a particular way and parameters for what he does, parameters for his dealings with the infinite, you could say, if you wanted to be mildly humorous, apparently very mild. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so Guru Maharaj is thinking, the Dhameshwar of Navadeep is Nityananda. So I should not take one foot step in there without first going to Eka Chakra. So he arrives on the train and he makes a point of it by saying he hires a bullock cart. That means a cart drawn by uh, oxen, you know, male bulls. Bulls, males, cows. Um, and he says, he walked, but he put his books and everything in the cart. He didn't ride in the cart. So he's walking next to the cart, and the cart's carrying all his books and everything. And then when he gets there, Shastanga Dandavats at Nitai Bari, the house of Nityananda, and he starts praying to the Lord. As, as Guru only Guru Maharaj can, that's so deep, pure from the heart, and saying, You are Patita Pavan. You give shelter to the most fallen. I'm fallen and I'm seeking your permission to give admission and that I could stay in Navadeep. He doesn't think, Oh, I'm Sridhar, so respected in Gaudiamad and Saraswati, you know. So I decide something, you know, it's good. Now he's there like begging for permission to enter. And if something comes, a sign saying otherwise, he's prepared to accept that also. He doesn't know the outcome. He's saying, oh, I'll just do like this and then I'll just go, you know. No, he's, this is sincere from his heart. And up to this time, it's after the disappearance of Saraswati Tagore, people were asking Guru Maharaj for initiation, including Srila Prabhupada's sister, Pishima, you know, elderly auntie, whose name was Baba Tarani Didi. She had first initiation from Saraswati Tagore, but not second. She wanted and others wanted. And Guru Maharaj is hesitating to initiate anyone and sending them to Goswami Maharaj. Why? Because Goswami Maharaj was approved Ritvik for Saraswati Thakur in his lifetime. Because he went to England after Ban Maharaj. So Saraswati Thakur said, you meet somebody, disqualified, you initiate them on my behalf. So he was approved to be a Ritvik for Saraswati Thakur in his lifetime. See how groomers, how conservatively, cautiously he's thinking. So he's thinking, that's safe. Prabhupada approved him. I can send people to him. But he's thinking that Ritvik 
we can on a certain level, and I want to get in the whole thing, you know, uh, but understand there's some sanction there for that agent to, you know, like, so that's how careful when I told groomers or people wanted to be initiated and the subject of me becoming Ritvik for him, he said, I shall have to ask permission from the upper world. That's what he told me. So I came back a couple of days later and apparently the upper world approved. <laughs> so, so uh, he is not initiating. And the inspiration comes from Nityananda proving saying like, but you do not give Patita shelter. Different Patita fallen are approaching you for shelter and you're not giving. So if you will begin to give Patita shelter, then I give my permission and for you to reside and spend your final days in Navadvip. So that and a couple of other things internally, uh, groomers got the inspiration to initiate and began. And so, like, so he said, he said, and here's I'm just telling you straight, groomers is qualified to do near John Bajan. Like all the stuff we say you shouldn't do, he's qualified to do it. That's why Gurudev said, Gurumar's opinion is, even if you're qualified, you should not do it because it will mislead other people. But he's qualified to do it. I'm talking about internal culture. And, uh, and it's his, what do you say, predilection? Like, that's really what he wants to do. But he knows that Saraswati Thakur does not approve of it. And this, this is a very important point. He knows he has certain tendencies that his guru does not approve of. So he knows he needs to modify himself. So he thought, all right, Prabhupada wants us to just preach Saraswati Thakur. His whole thing is about preaching, not bead counters. He's not trying to round up a bunch of people going around with clickers and stuff, you know, counting, counting, samkhya. One, two, three, four, five, you know, a bunch of accountants. Accountants are very good at counting. That's why they're called accountants. He's not looking for bead accountants. Like, how many you got? I got that. Oh, I'm doing, you know, I'm going to do some extra. Oh, yeah. We'll see who wins this, you know, like. Japa, what do they call those things where they get together and have a competition and singing, sing off or something, have a job, you know, two guys. <laughs> and the winner is the Russian guy. You know? <laughs> he said, you know, I do not consider counting beads in the jungle of Bali Ati Krishnanu Shilana. That's a direct quote of Saraswati Tan. Malika upabasna. Do not allow your mala to fast. Give it some food, four rounds, but don't let it fast. Do seva. Prabhupada, work now, samadhi later. Consistently. So Guru Maharaj said, all right, I'm going to make a temple, but I'm not going to try and collect a lot of money, a lot of followers, but, you know, I'm going to take the middle route. That's what he's saying. Modestly, I'll make a temple. Some, you know, I'm not going to like turn people away. 
It's very opposite. Not a lot of, but Gurudev came because Prabhupada included many others. They're going like, God, Sri Dharmars, he's the best. He knows more than all of us. He's more qualified than all of us. And he's on the rooftop and nobody, nobody can see him except us. They're saying, it's a tragedy. Madhava Maharaj said, you're cheating the educated public by not giving your association. So Gurudev, when he was young, he'd get Goswami Maharaj, uh, uh, Swami Maharaj Prabhupada and others to go on programs. He'd make programs for them because Guru Maharaj would not go after a certain time. And Swami Maharaj used Gurudev also because Gurudev's in Saffron and Swami Maharaj knows it, it, it's before he should be the lead preacher. Swami Maharaj is also training him, Bhagavad Gita and other things. So he makes a program and uses Gorindu Brahmachari as the pull. Like, and we have Gorindu Brahmachari from Navadweep, you know, speaking tonight, or, you know, whatever. And they see there's the sound, because they have so much respect for the monk. There's Prabhupada. He's going to give the talk and do everything, but he's got Gurudev at his side. And Gurudev, of course, is the best singer and everything. And he can also be, but Swami Maharaj is using him as bait. Then Swami, and then Go, Govinda Maharaj used them to do programs. And if they go, I'm not feeling, so, they go, don't worry, I got it covered. I just need your name and you to be there. And you'll get lots of good prasadam. Like, okay. You know. <laughs> they did so many things. They're doing a program in East Bengal once. Guru Maharaj got there with his party, Madhava Maharaj, Guru Maharaj, like that, Goswami Maharaj. And nothing was arranged. Sometimes that happens, right? You know, things fall apart. The center cannot hold. So they get there and, you know, they wired ahead of time. And I've done this before. You send telegrams in the old days. And like, get there, nothing. And it's an evening program. No electric light, no pump, you know, no pump, nothing. So they arrange it. They get the loud, whatever it was, they arranged everything. And then Guru Maharaj gives the talk. Uh, I feel Amadava Maharaj maybe sings and Goswami Maharaj collects. Saraswati Thakur used to say, that's my party. Sridhar Maharaj, he's the speaker. Goswami Maharaj collects money and Madhava Maharaj, the best singer. So um, anyway, they do the whole thing. And then at the end, he said, one man stood up like older man, like chastised the thing. He goes, this is Godiamat. You see, we didn't do anything. They did everything. And why? To serve us nectar on a golden plate. This is Godiamat. Right? Gurumars like that very much. So, but he's saying, so I'm going to be in Navadip. People will come. Oh, what I was going to say is, so when you can see in letters, when Srila Govindamars comes, all the God brothers are relieved. They go, now we're going to see what Sri Dharmaras can do. He's got someone. Because they realize, Guru Maharaj called him a brisky boy. Like, he's the one who can promote Guru Maharaj. Guru Maharaj, it's not going to happen. Only the senior most disciples of Saraswati Thakur know who he is and what he's got. And they'll visit him during the year. Madhava Maharaj would stay for months. And Guru Maharaj said, when he was there, he's cutting a very stern figure of Guru in front of his disciples. And like, 
if he gets back late and the prasadam's cold, he just eats it like that. You know, like, Guru Maharaj said, everyone has a particular way they handle this. So he's like, showing, you know, he's the guru. And they're all like, ah, oh, our guru is so, uh, you know. And then he, Guru Maharaj said, when he come to the Chaitanya Saraswat Mutt, he would play like a child. He would overeat, run around like crazy, talk like nonsense and like roll on the floor and laugh and joke with Guru Maharaj. Then the disciples come, his guru day. How can I serve you? You know, so they also have a fun side. And especially if Gurudev is there, I think about this sometimes. He could actually make Prabhupada, Swami Maharaj, and Guru Maharaj laugh because of his sense of humor. And it's a divine sense of humor. You have to know something to get all the jokes. You know, so, but anyway, so when, when Guru Maharaj got Gurudev, Everyone was thinking like, oh, this is going to be great, you know. And then, of course, the Mott, Gurudev built the Mott. Those nine domes, he designed that. And the tallest dome, Atmani Vedanam, the engineer said it cannot be done. There's, you know, they're not, food, they know weight, cement, you know, how, and they said, so he, with his intelligence, booty, Dadami Booty Yogam Tam, figured out a way to make it work because he wanted that size. It would be a particular size unlike any other mat. And he figured out a way, like he didn't just go, oh, well, just believe me and do it. No, he figured out how to do it. That's the other thing. He used his intelligence, how to, the engineers say, these are the problems. Then he shifted this, that, he did a few things and they go, oh, then that could work. So that's why Keshav Amar said, we have so much resources, the senior disciples of Saraswati Thakur, and Govindamars has nothing, because Chaitanya Saraswamat was poor, relatively speaking, not internally. And then Gurudev is there, and the Mat starts expanding and everything. And then I came in uh, in earnest. I mean, I came in first time, it was 1979, met Guru Mars, and we talked about Russia. And he said, Previously, there was a cloud of atheism hanging over the country. He said, but because Swami Mars went there, Prabhupada, the cloud lifted. He said, now you can go and preach uh, and have success. And we did. And you could say part of the reason that you're all here is because of that. Right? So don't think Guru Mars doesn't know or isn't part of it. And he said, in places where it's more difficult, more grace comes to the devotees and the preachers because they're undergoing so much hardship. Gurudev said, after dealing with all of you, nothing will surprise me. He said, except that they're chanting Hare Krishna in China. That surprises me, but nothing else. But he's just still keeping it to himself, tolerating, and through love and affection, upgrading everybody by allowing us to serve and assist him, we'll get to his heart region someday by his grace. Because he loves Nityananda. Do you realize there's a connecting thread between Prabhupada, Guru Maharaj, and Gurudev? That's real. There's a real current between the three of them. It has nothing to do with institutions, organizations, external aspects, in India, there's no Pope of the Hindu Church. 
They didn't have organizations until the end of the 19th century, beginning of the 20th century. It's always been guru and disciple. That's all it's ever been. That's all it ever actually will be. Has nothing to do with organizations, right? That you pledge your allegiance to an organization. Guru Maharaj will say, form and substance. It's always about that. Identifying form and what is substantial, or in modern language, what a statistical analysis calls separating the signal from the noise. There will always be so much noise. You have to detect signal in the midst, in the midst of so much distracting noise. Gromar's examples. What is the Ganga? He said, sometimes you see a river is coming, here's the Ganga. When the Ganga enters the current of another river, it's not Ganga anymore. When another river enters the current of the Ganga, it's now Ganga. He said, so they will say, what is the Ganga? The undercurrent. It's the current. It's not the water. It's the current that's moving the water. And then he'd say, nake kaj nanisheshe kaj. What is more important, the nose or the breath? We like to have a nose and a pretty nose. I don't have one, but some people do. But if it comes to a choice, like the girl on the cover of the, you know, the we've seen in the last year, you want, you need breath. What's really important is the breath going through the nose. Not that somebody's got a pretty button nose, someone else's nose is broken, someone's got a, like a long one, a short one. What's important is the breath going through the nose. These are the teachings of Srila Guru Maharaj. He's the last man in the world to be an organization man. Nadanam Najanam Nasundarim Kavitamba Jagadisha Kamaye Mama Janmani Janmani Share Bhavatat Bhakti Rahoitiki Tui. Mahaprabhu's teaching. He said, I've come here to be a servant of Mahaprabhu. Can you help me? Make progress towards that. No interest in your men, your money, and your buildings, your properties. Anyone who is an aspiring member or a card-carrying member of the Chaitanya Saraswat Mat has to understand who the founder, Acharya, is of the Mat. Otherwise, you won't be able to properly assess the value of anything or anyone. To be, have this connection and not be acquainted with the teachings of Guru Maharaj is unacceptable. It's just out and out unacceptable. There's no other word for it. You can't say, oh, we don't know Guru Maharaj. Then connect with somebody who does. Blind faith, Guru Maharaj said, is diseased faith. Unless you're a jnana shunya bhakta, Blind faith, in his exact words, diseased faith. You'll be easily deceived by the shallow, superficial appearances of what is guru, what is not guru. When one of Govinda Maharaj's so-called disciples observed that he does not chant japa, right? Who's giving harinam to everyone does not chant harinam on the malika but he gives Harinam. Can you digest that? 
the man who gives Harinam in the line, the Rupanuga line, he doesn't uh, chant Japa. Either he's bogus or he's a Ragamarg Bhakta who can do that. So when some smart devotee observed, he's seeing him do so many other things, watching television, cricket, Bengali soaps, this, that, the other thing, and sees he's not chanting Japa. He's going like, do you chant Japa? Gurudev said, do you want me to make a show? Like he's ready, he goes, I, I can go get my mallets. I'm like, do you want me to make a show for you? I will if, if you require it. Think, can you think? Are you people capable of thought? Or just the rote recitation of things that were told to like keep you in the pen? You have to start thinking sooner or later if you portray yourself as a follower of Bhakti Rakak Sridhar Dev Goswami. You can't ignore his teachings. How much longer are you going to ignore what it says in Sri Guru and His Grace? Books spoken directly by him and come up with some insane quote like, now is not the time for Sri Guru and His Grace. You know what? Now hear this. Now is the time for Sri Guru and His Grace. Read it again. Study it. Memorize it. And if you don't understand anything in that book, Ask me and I'll explain it to you. Sri Guru and His Grace is the book on Guru. I told Guru Maharaj, after we made Search for Sri Krishna, Reality the Beautiful, I said, the devotees are so confused about Guru that I'm thinking to take all the different things you've said on Guru and make a book. It'll be like the Guru book. And incidentally, after we did it, you know what he told me later? You should make a book for acharjas, a similar book for acharjas. Maybe we should. It's time to follow that order. That's what he told them. Make another book that's like for acharja, acharja manual. Tasmad, Guru Prabhupada, Jigyasu, Shreya Uttamam, Shabde, Parecha, Nishnatam, Brahman Upasamashrayam. It's a famous Bhagavatam sloka. It's what you, you're supposed to know these things. What I'm quoting now, these are not some esoteric verses. These are the ones that everyone's supposed to have like committed to memory 30 years ago. The esoteric ones, that's another subject. These are just your basic guru slokas, how you understand who is a guru, what is a guru, when to approach a guru. It's all there, right? Everybody's supposed to know it. And if you don't, then just serve somebody who does. That's the way it works. Understand what Guru Maharaj said. He's the founder of charge of this mat. He and Gurudev, as I wrote this morning, those two are irreplaceable. Everyone else is replaceable. They are Chaitanya Saraswat mat. Without them, it's, it's only a shell of what it used to be. No one can replace them. In Guru Maharaj's opinion, no one could take the rudder of the mat, but Govinda Maharaj. Then people will say, well, then why did Govinda Maharaj do what he did? Because we know Guru Maharaj, he doesn't care for men, money, buildings. And then they go, well, then what about Govinda Maharaj? Here's the difference. He sees the men, money, buildings as the worshipable paraphernalia of his guru. So he's ready to shed blood for that. If the Chaitanya Saraswat mat had been a Gaudiya mat, Guru Maharaj would revere it as the worshipable paraphernalia of Saraswati Thakur and have a different opinion. 
But in as much as Saki Babu gave him this land, it's never been a public institution. It's a private institution. It's privately uh, owned. The Chaitanya Saraswat Mat is not a, pu a public charity or any such thing. It belongs to Bhakti Rakak Sridhar Dev Goswami. It's his personal property. And he told Gurudev, if you won't become the Acharya, I will give the deities, send the deities to Puri Maharaj and shudder the Mat. And then Gurudev came with his chart, right? And said, it says I won't live long here. And Gurumar is very, took, and he said, I throw your chart in the Ganga. I'm giving you life to 82. And still Gurudev's not accepting. Then Gurumar said, I have the ability to voluntarily give up the body. If you do not do this, I will voluntarily just disappear like Babaji Maharaj did. Then Gurudev realized, then that blame will be upon me. And I can't tolerate your separation. So then he said, I am your goat. You can cut my tail or slit my throat. I'm offering, and Rupa Goswami in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu quotes Jiva Goswami saying, that's Sharanagati. That's how you offer your, like a sold animal. That's the example. I remember the first time I read that, I go, boy, this doesn't sound like nectar, Prabhu. Where's some of that nectar stuff? You know, and the rain, the shower of nectar from, we want that, right? We don't want to hear that surrender is like being a sold out animal. Like I tell people, dasi means slave girl. If you look in a Sanskrit dictionary, it goes dasi, slave girl, female slave servant. When Avadut Maris met the South Indian queen, and, she's, and somehow it came out like, oh, so you all consider yourselves servants of the deity? She said, no. We consider ourselves slaves of the deity, not servant, slave. So you can see here anything, Gurumar's preferred word is slave. And slave, not even directly the slave, but slave of the slave of the slave. Gopi Bartur Padakamalayo Dasa Dasa Nudasa. Gurumar's likes naked truth. Chaktva Tornamashesha Mandala Padishvanim Sadat Tuchabat Bhutva Dina Ganeshako Kurunaya Kopina Kantri Tasrito Gopi Bhava Rasamritab Dilahari Kalola Magno Muhur. It's one of the first slokas I ever heard Prabhupada quote. 1971, San Francisco, Haight Ashbury, you know, Hippie Hill, Strawberry Fields. Kizar Stadium. Here was he saying, Chakta Turma Sheshamandala Patishwanim Sadat Tuchavat. They gave up society consciousness. What? Took the copian, didn't take anything with them, got rid of all of that. And what did they take? Gopi, Baba, Rasami. They found that more appealing than. So when I went to Guru Maharaj after being unceremoniously run out of ISKCON, what did he say? Society consciousness and God consciousness. When society consciousness comes to hinder the development of God consciousness, it should be left away. That's what he did. That's what I did. That's what everyone must do. But it's a personal thing. You know, actually it was Baba Nanda Maharaj. He's a friend of mine, so I can say this. He'd go, you know, stay in Prabhupada's house. 
Prabhupada's house is in Mayapur. Stay here in Prabhupada's house and you can visit your uncle. You know, like, he was very, like, affectionate, generous in that way. But Guru Maharaj's response to that type of affectionate expression was interesting. So they tell him, they say, the chairman of the GBC says we shouldn't stay here at your mat. We should stay in Mayapur in Iskhan. And every day we can cross the river and come to here for you, but then go back and stay there. It sounds very reasonable. And Guru Maharaj said, now you'll have to make a decision. He said, because if you stay there and come to hear from me, your hearing may not be of a very perfect type. Why? Because of the contamination of that place. It's Mayapur. It's the birthplace of Mahaprabhu. What does he mean by the contamination of that place? The contamination of the place means that place where you're going to hear some other conception about who I am and what it is I represent. And then in a polluted mental state, you're going to come and hear from me and say, oh, it, didn't Prabhupada say not to hear from his god brothers? Didn't he say they can only harm us, they cannot help us? Isn't he the one that helped them violate the order of Saraswati Thakur? And so he said, and then he gave me as an example, he said, Dear Krishna, he's a desperate man now. <laughs> because I had already gone to San Jose to start the preaching of Guru Maharaj in America in the Western world. And he said, but he, he, he didn't want to say his own name, so he said, but he has got such faith in here <laughs> that he told them, Either I'm allowed to speak the truth or I don't care for your association. He's a desperate man now. <laughs> he said, so all of you, you'll have to make a choice. And he said, I'm not going to suffer the consequence of your choice. You will. And he said, and, and one thing you might want to factor in, he said, we don't have the same facilities that they have there. And really he meant it. The mat, the... It didn't have tile on the floor in the Natmandir. They couldn't afford to. Few rooms. Saying, you won't get the same facilities here that you have there. So you can think about all those things and make a choice. What is it going to be? Your choice is going to be based upon peer pressure, society consciousness, God consciousness. When Guru Maharaj told me, first, no risk, no gain, and I said, yes. Because he goes, are you familiar with that? I'm falling in his trap. He's just trapping me. You know the expression, no risk, no gain? I go, yes, Maharaj. Following that, I came to your holy lotus feet and I'm feeling so that it was a good decision to make and I've been rewarded beyond my imagination. And he said, uh, but you know, there's another saying maybe you're not familiar with. You know, What's that? All risk and no gain. Do you know that one? I'm thinking like, did I miss here? He said, this is the Braja Gopis. You risk everything with the anticipation of gaining nothing. Are you ready for that? And I thought, I don't know if I'm ready for that. And then he explains, because you think this world is something, you think you're risking everything. And because you don't have a developed spiritual concept, you think you're not getting anything. 
But actually, as you make progress, you'll realize this world is nothing and this is all substantial. So what appeared to be all risk and no gain is in fact all gain and you didn't risk anything. He's trying to bring us to the plane of all risk and no gain. Not where we calculate, let's see, if I go this way or that way, then, the, you know, that's what we're normally doing. I'm doing it too. I'm not exempting myself from this. I'm just explaining to you what he told to me. And I don't say that I'm necessarily an example of following that, but these things I think about from time to time. That's what he's trying, he's always trying to pull you in deeper. That's what he means by dive deep into reality. There's nothing shallow or superficial about Guru Maharaj. And that's what I'm telling to you now. What you're afraid of is the truth. It's not all this other stuff. You're afraid of the truth and of taking a stand for the truth. And if you're a real follower of Guru Maharaj and Gurudev, you, with all your fear of the truth, you'll still take a stand for the truth, knowing you have their backing. Don't succumb to peer pressure, rumors, social networks, and all this distraction, all this noise in the midst of signal. What did Gurudev say? Make yourself a fit receiver. You've got more than ample signal coming to you, but you're distracted by noise and you're afraid of the social consequences of taking a stand for the truth. One of my god brothers got very fired up about groomers and then he like cooled off after a while when they offered him position. Then he like cooled off and, and he could no longer look me in the eye. And we had shared so many things in appreciation of groomers. Now he couldn't look in my eye. And I told him, I said, you know what my situation is like? I said, I'm like a pregnant nun. Like everyone will see gradually what happened to me. And there's no way out, I mean, denying it. And I've been impregnated by a paramour. That's what all you Prabhupada disciples will see. I've been impregnated by somebody else and it's just gonna gradually get bigger and bigger and bigger. And I said, and I'm willing to accept the humiliation or the social consequences of bearing the child of that realization. That's what it is. If something has entered us, real and substantial, it will grow and develop and give birth. And those who want that thing will bear the social consequences of that your peers don't approve, someone will say a bad thing about you. I've been told, you know, I betrayed Prabhupada, I am not following his will. Prabhupada said, don't hear from the God brothers, they can only harm us. Srila Sridhar is responsible for disobeying Saraswati Thakur's will and wishes. Many things. And what did Guru Maharaj say when I talked to him? He goes, I am a man who if, if, if I was in Vaikuntha would be a troublemaker. That's how he described himself. And when I said in LA, I said, maybe there's some truth. They're saying that I am dealing too much with Shastra, scriptures, head in the clouds, and the manager should be someone who's got his feet on the ground and more hands-on and that kind of stuff, you know, getting fle you know, fleet discounts on vehicles. 
I said, maybe there's some truth to that. And Guru Amar said, many can manage money, men, buildings. He said, but those who can go up and bring down some higher substance, that is very rare. And then he said, and also, if what you are saying is true, then why have you come for my association? And he started to smile and he said, birds of a feather flock together. And I said, I want to be in that flock. The operative word is Krishnanushilana. What is favorable to the culture of Krishna consciousness? So there's the, from the first class position, the Mahabhagavata, pure devotee of the Lord, sees everything as favorable. Every wave is favorable. Nothing's unfavorable to them. Everything's a perfect arrangement of Krishna. So they cannot be brought down by bad association or any circumstance. And the third class position, they more or less think everything is unfavorable. Their focus is very narrow, sometimes to the exclusion of devotees. Let me worship my God, and they can't deal with anybody else, which uh, means it's a a not potentially faulty position because it leads one to not properly respect who devotees are. And devotees are the key to Krishna consciousness. This is a religion where the emphasis is put on the devotee more than the Lord. That's what distinguishes Krishna consciousness. It's one of the distinguishing factors between this and other theistic systems. The maximum amount of emphasis put on the devotee of the Lord and the devotee of the Lord as the agent of the Lord. That through the devotee, you get a substantial connection. We're told the plight of the third-class devotee is to be unable to recognize who is a devotee, so much so that they may dismiss the Mahabhagavata from serious consideration. To mistake a Mahabhagavata for a mundane person is a capital offense within Krishna consciousness. So the Maximum emphasis is put on the second-class position, the intermediate position. And if one has not achieved that position, we can say at least the view that is extended to us from the intermediate position, which means to judge what is favorable, what is unfavorable, which sort of association is desirable and undesirable, and all the implied gradation We want things to be just conveniently located in black and white, yes or no. But by dint of being what it is, the intermediate position, that tells us that there's gradation. The higher rungs of third-class position to the lower rungs of the higher-class position. And all the gradation in between. So then what will be the criterion for acceptance or rejection? Told this Krishnanushilana Sangha, the type of association that is favorable to the culture of Krishna conception. So, in some context, the, we could say, you know, the Vishnu Bhaktas association is undesirable. 
and a higher sense. Why? Because it's not leading toward Krishna culture, per se. So we find in the Brihad Bhagavatam Ritam that Gopakumar is counseled, cautioned, observes along the way that even within Vaikuntha, he may not be accommodated. There may be unfavorable association for him there. Srila Guru Maharaj said about himself once, he said, I am a man who if I was in Vaikuntha would be a troublemaker because venting his Krishna conception would create some imbalance in the mind of Vishnu Bhaktas. Just as when Mahaprabhu, he's meeting with Benkatabhata in South India, and we're told they're associating happily for so much time, so many months. And then one day Mahaprabhu says to him, because he's a Sri Vaishnava, a Vishnu Bhakta, devotee of Lakshmi Narayan, why is it that your Lakshmi Devi wants to have rasa with my Krishna? So before getting into any sort of analysis, what this tells us is that to a certain degree, up to this point, they're more or less agreeing on everything. What is favorable, what's unfavorable, what's acceptable, what's not acceptable, what's higher, lower, all of these things. There's agreement up to a point. But now comes a separation. Saying, why does your Lakshmi Devi want to have rasa with my Krishna? So it means some finer type of analysis will now be pl- applied than what was existing previously. Things will have to be reconceived in a new way. Venkatabhata's response first is that, well, siddhantically speaking, they're the same. Vishnu and Krishna, they're identical from a particular type of analysis. And Mahaprabhu at first says, all right, that's, that's okay, that's acceptable. But that doesn't answer the question why she's not given entrance into these pastimes. So he's taking the analysis to a deeper level of what's favorable, unfavorable, acceptable, unacceptable. So that we have to become acquainted with. Those who are members or aspiring members of the Chaitanya Saraswat Mat have to become, inevitably, have to become acquainted with the conceptions of Srila Sridhar Maharaj. Otherwise, what is the point? Unless you say, well, I just want to do some service. He's such a great, exalted devotee. I want to do some service. That's okay. That's acceptable too. You say, it's beyond me, but I just know he's a great devotee. I feel that. I want to offer myself in service. That's also acceptable. As Guru Maharaj said, a third-class devotee can bypass the second-class position which is more of an analytical one, and go directly to first class through service to the first class devotee. So that's also acceptable. But for those who are naturally inquisitive, they're making, they're asking so many questions, considering so many things, why should they avoid becoming acquainted with the concepts of Srila Guru Maharaj and his standards? Say, no, at another mat they do this, or another guru told that. That's all right. But that's not for the members of the Chaitanya Saraswat Mat, for whom he is the ultimate authority. Gurudev, Srila Govindaraj's whole idea in organizing seva is to serve the lotus feet of Srila Sridhar Maharaj. Not that the folk, it should shift to somewhere else, or some other idea, or some other guru, or some other conception. That is never his idea. That it can never be the idea of the Chaitanya Saraswatmat. Where Srila Sridhar Maharaj, his concepts are what form the substance of what this mat is. Without that, it's a shell or a caricature of its former self. 
it, then it becomes indistinguishable between any one of a number of mods, theistic institutions uh, in India and around the world. What makes it unique? What makes it unique are Guru Maharaj's conceptions, his standards about his guides, his advice about what is acceptable, what is unacceptable, what is desirable, what is undesirable. He's our absolute standard for making these judgments. So that somewhere else, another standard is employed. That is not the concern of the members of the Chaitanya Saraswat Mahat. For example, when Guru Maharaj says, I do not allow any Julan Yatra in my Mahat. That means placing the deities of Radha and Krishna on a swing and then swinging them, and inviting so many people to have kirtan, to offer flowers, to do so many things. This is a legitimate pastime of Radha and Krishna. He's saying, I don't allow that in my mind. He said, others will say, on what's acceptable, unacceptable, favorable, unfavorable, they will say, oh, this brings many people to the mat. And then those people, they offer flowers to the deities, and they give some donation, and so we're doing that. Guru say, this is too high for me. I will not use those higher pastimes to serve me. Right? And he quoted the sloka of Mahaprabhu and Shikshastakam. Nadanam najanam nasundarim kavitamba jagadisha kamaye. Mama janmani janmani shure bhavatad bhaktira hoituki toye. The argument that something brings more people, more money. It's a, Guru Maharaj said, that's rejected by Mahaprabhu as a standard of favorable criteria. So it's a very fine point. We can say, no, but in another place, another guru told That's another thing. If you say, yes, that may be well and good, but what did Srila Sridhar Maharaj say about these things? If you claim to be in his line or an aspiring servitor in his line, then you must accept his judgment about these things. That who's devotional eye shall we see through. We're told to see through the lens of the eye of devotion. Whose eye? Whose devotion? What standard? And we say, Raghunath Das Goswami, he rejected the buttermilk in the leaf cup from Saki Stala. You go, but we don't have to be that fanatical. Some kind of fanatic. Well, what kind of a fanatic is he? He's the Pryogen Tattva, a charge of the Rupanuga line. So is this some fanatical behavior on his part? He doesn't know how to act properly. He doesn't understand how the world works. And this won't be very favorable for preaching and donation collection. That Raghunath Das Goswami fanatic guy doesn't understand, you know, the validity of other beliefs. Or is it that he clearly understands all these things? And out of a natural, from his heart outward, the dismissive gesture comes. Not from the mind of a third-class fanatic, but from someone occupying the highest position and standard of Krishna consciousness. We're told that Mahaprabhu, he, you know, we say, Patita Pavana Goda Hari, he's the Mahavananaya avatar, he's the most merciful, most munificent 
magnanimous incarnation of God, but Upasadanta makes him angry. We go, oh, look, come on, get off it. Why be so fanatical about this stuff? I mean, they're trying. No, if, if Upasadanta comes to his ear, he becomes enraged. So much so that Srup Damodar has to filter everything first. So it will not come to the ear of the Mahavadanaya Avatar, Patita Pavanagora Hari, and put him in a fit of rage. So here we learn for the higher, the more subtle things are intolerable. Gross things do not bother them. When they said to Gorka Shortas Bobby Jumar, how can you stand to live near an outhouse? He said, how can you stand to be surrounded by the stench of the minds of materialists that you associate with every day? I prefer the stench of the outhouse. That's an external, externally objectionable thing. But the, the stench of the mentality of these people with whom you embed yourself and associate with them, how can you tolerate that? So the more refined someone's concept of Krishna consciousness is, subtle deviations are more objectionable to them. And we hear Gurmars give the example of, perhaps it was Kalidas, the poet, that when he was abducted and enlisted as a palakin bearer for some time. And so... There's, say, four, six men. They're carrying this palaquin. And there's a king. And they're going along. And this, he's not used to this. His body is delicate. The pole is digging into his skin, making it raw. It's cut. He's bleeding. But he's not complaining. He's going on somehow. But then that king, in a mood of self-importance and arrogant assertion, he starts to compose poetry, not realizing that one of the bearers of his polyclean is the greatest, arguably the greatest poet of all time, one of the greatest poets of all time. So he starts composing these poetic lines, and then we hear, what is Kalidas doing? going, oh my God, I can't take it. This is unbearable. It's torture. And so they stop. And they see the bleeding arm. The, it looks a horrible mess. And they go, oh, you can't tolerate carrying the polyquin? He said, no, that I can tolerate. He said, what I can't tolerate is what he's doing to the language. It's torture. It's unbearable. His abuse of words and language and thought and concept. That I can't tolerate then they could understand they're in the presence of some extraordinary man. He has different set of criteria of what is acceptable to him, what's not acceptable, what's favorable, what's unfavorable, what's bearable, what's unbearable. So it depends on who that person is. Then they discover he's the great poet Kalidas. So for those who are seriously pursuing uh, spiritual life, they put themselves under the guidance of a qualified Vaishnava and follow their direction. Because admittedly, they'll say, I, I, I have no standard which to make these judgments by. So we're told, develop Dharma Buddhi. Where'd you get from? Sadhu Shastra Guru Vaishnav. Through Sadhu Sangha, Sadhu Sangha, Sarva Shastra Koi, Labha Matra Sadhu Sangha, Sarva Siddhi Hoi. 
through through superior association, you will acquire superior assessment ability. It's like anything. Your judgment faculty will improve under the influence of Sadhu, Shastra, Guru, and Vaishnav, if that's what it is, not other things. So that's why we have to become acquainted with those things, or minimally at least put ourselves under the guidance of someone who is acquainted with such things. Bidyadbi, Shevita, Shadbi, Nityamadvesha, Ragibi, Riddhayeno, Binugato, Yodharmasta, Nibodhata. It's a statement of Manu. So your heart may resonate an acceptance that, oh, here, I have my faith here. As I told someone, may say, I have my faith and Srila Sridhar Maharaj and his judgment, his assessment of things. We're accepting those standards as being the highest criteria for Krishnanushilana Sangha. Or put yourself under the guidance of someone who can properly represent his decisions, his standards. Have to become acquainted. To measure the value of any substance, you have to know the qualities, characteristics of that substance or be in connection with someone who does. So I've mentioned this in regard with jewels, gold, and other things. Why do you think in the scientific world that they have so many tests? And the test, not only tests, it's not like anyone, you know, do this test at home. There are some things like that. But other things, even to perform the test requires an expert. There are so many variables, so many subtle things to factor in and consider that it requires an expert to conduct the test. There are many examples of that in Vedic literature as well and in the pastimes of Mahaprabhu. So pariksha, pariksha means to examine. So to examine something you have to be acquainted with the absolute standard by which it can be measured against, and then you can determine its relative value. So minimally, we hear a satsanga vaishnavachar. A satsanga means bad association, but what? Asat, that which is of no permanent value. That's why Sukadev tells Parikit Maharaj, Bharyaneshate prajna, atma satsati. I forget the He's saying, but your question, my dear king, is very good. He said, there's thousands of questions you can ask about anything. The temporary persons, places, things of this world. But you're asking a question that's beneficial for everybody because it transcends the temporality, mundane existence. So everyone will benefit by hearing the answer to this question. Asat, that which is temporal, temporary is not the focal point of people who are serious about spiritual culture. They're focused on sat, that which is permanent, eternal, spiritual, and nature. You said that beginning of Vrata Yatra, that's something, very auspicious time to start something. Yes. Why? First of all, because Guru Maharaj said so. That's enough. But there are times that have been indicated on the calendar as beginnings. So 
one, I mean, I just happen to know them. I can't give you now like quotes to back up what I know, but like Akshaya Chutia is another one. It's a little bit behind us. After that comes the Ratyatra. And Guru Maharaj, Guru, they, they said, this is a, a good time for beginning. We could say, because that's when the chariots, start. it's Krishna going back to Vrindavan. It's the ultimate auspiciousness. As we hear in Brid Bhagavatamritam, that remember, it's amazing how all of these things connect. But when you make it to the point of where in the first part, remember, both parts, sections end real or culminate in Asamaho Charanarenu Jushama Hangsham, that's sloka, which has been identified as, by Gurmars as pivotal, uh, for Bhagavatam. Because that's where Uddhava is saying the dust of the lotus feet of the Brajagopis is the ultimate achievement. So it's about Radhadasyam establishing their supremacy, so many things. So when Nard has gone from the Kumbha Mela, Allahabad Brahmins, to the South Indian ones, to Puri, to Indra Loka, to Brahma Loka, to Shiva Loka, to Prahlad, to Hanuman, to the Pandavas, to the Yadavas, to Uddhava. What's, remember, Krishna's late for the Sudharma assembly. You go on the other side of the door. What's the problem? That day, he's feeling too much separation from Vrindavan. Can't get out of bed. And overhearing the queens, they're having discussions. Someone saying, you know, sometimes in, at night in his sleep, He's calling out the names of gopis. Another thing said, what do you mean in sleep? Sometimes in the daytime, he's daydreaming. So once a year, he becomes overwhelmed by separation from Vrindavan. Those queens, they're asking Rohini, tell us more about Vrindavan. It's Rohini from Vrindavan. She's in Vrindavan and Dwarga. When she's telling them with great uh, feeling about Vrindavan, Krishna, he's hearing all of that. He undergoes this ecstatic transformation where his arms, his eyes become very big, his form, and he takes the form of Jagannath. Jagannath is Krishna and Dwarka feeling incomparable separation from Vrindavan, from Radharani and the Brajagopis in Vrindavan. That's who Jagannath is. That's why he looks like that. This is an ecstatic transformation of feeling separation from Radharani and the Brajagopis. And he's stunned. So if in that position you can take, begin, talking about beginnings, if you can begin to take him to Vrindavan, what better beginning? could you ever conceive of beginnings? What beginning would be superior to this one? It's the ultimate beginning. The best ever. He's, I remember hearing Prabhupada say that one, the, he would say, it's the emotional ecstasy of taking Krishna to Vrindavan. Because when I joined 71, Around the, by Guru Days, the Nashringa Chaturdasi, a few days before the, the, uh, Dashami. So, which was the day after my birthday. So it all, like, worked out. 
So within two months, Prabhupada showed up in San Francisco for the Rath Yatra. <laughs> and I once said to Guru Maharaj about it, I said, you know, I was 19 and so many others were very young. And suddenly we were like immersed. You talk about immersion, total immersion. We we're totally immersed in all of these things. And on some level, I was saying, on some level, appreciating it. And Gurmar said, yes, he extended you the capacity to appreciate it. That's what it is. That's what the whole of Krishna consciousness is. The extended appreciation, capacity to appreciate it. What Mahaprabhu did to Sarvabhoma, what everyone, every extension of Krishna consciousness has ever been, a gracious, merciful extension, extended capacity to appreciate that. Reality for itself, by itself. Guru Rupa Harim Goram. Mahaprabhu comes and Radharani's to preach Krishna consciousness. Why didn't he preach some other way? Because there's nothing superior to that. He couldn't, this is in his estimation, the most superior. When he saw what she has, that awakened him and in in him the tendency to distribute this also. The highest thing, the best. And it reaches its zenith at this pastime. And that's why Guru Maharaj says, Saraswati Thakur, Brindavan's for the shallow thinkers. You got that from Bhaktivinoda Thakur. Kurukshetra's for the man of real bhajan. Now we're back to this. Saying, because separation has reached its zenith, whoever will render service at that time will draw the maximum remuneration. That's why it's the best time. And that's why on this day, at this time, with this concept and this understanding, Guru Maharaj began Sri Chaitanya Saraswat Mat. It's the beginning of the Sri Chaitanya Saraswat Mat. This moment, this point. Nothing Guru Maharaj does by accident. And everything is multi-layered, multi-dimensional, and profound to the infinite degree. He's bringing you in connection with the, the pinnacle of Krishna consciousness. That's when he start, his mat springs out of that plane and his mat proper takes people into that plane. That's what he's doing. And that's why nothing compares to it. This day is the birthday of Sri Chaitanya Saraswat Mat. So Guru Maharaj says, and on this day, in 1942, he'd been there for around a year, here, there, you know, he says, according to Guru Maharaj, on this day, the Rathiyatra day, 1942, I entered the hut and started Chaitanya Saraswat Mat, and he put up that big bamboo pole with the, bit, the flag flying. So we try to mean that tradition here, like yesterday, Umada Prabhu, we have to really... Thank you for that. <laughs> he went and we changed the flag once a year. So he did it yesterday. So now the flag of Sri Chaitanya Saraswat Mat is flying. And so a little while back, because uh, I am familiar with Guru Maharaj's talks, I assembled a little compilation called The Flag of Sri Chaitanya Saraswat Mat. But meaning, what does it represent? And I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's 
long, but this is an excerpt from it where the founder Acharya of Sri Chaitanya Saraswat Mat, namely Om Vishnu Pad, Srila Bhakti Rakak, Sridhar Dev Goswami Maharaj, I say here, describes his vision of the Mat he founded. Because sometimes we hear so many things. Then, like we'll say, well, what does Guru Maharaj say the Chaitanya Saraswat Mat is? As I said, that Krishna should be accepted when he says certain things, like, like everything. And Guru Maharaj, if he's telling you what Chaitanya Saraswat Mat is, you can understand that that's what it is or what it aspires to be. He's the person who said an institution is founded to promote an ideal. You make an organization or an institution to promote an ideal. So according to him, what is the ideal upon which Sri Chaitanya Saraswat Mat is founded. So I refer to the, the Mat Pranam as the conceptual architecture of the Mat. And in there, it's Sri Mat Chaitanya Saraswata Matabara Udgita Kirtir Jayasrim Bibrat Sambhati Ganga Tata Nikata Navadvipa Kuladi Raja Yatrasi Gaura Saraswata Nirata Gorata Grananti Nityam Rupanugasri Kritimati Guru Gauranga Radha Jitasa. Then Srila Guru Maharaj, he says, please cooperate. The flag of Sri Chaitanya Saraswat Mat flutters high, high in the over sky. That's poetic. He means outer space. That's how high it goes into outer space. In Navadvip, on the banks of the Ganga, Chaitanya, where did I get, I call it Chaitanya, where did I get that name? From Chaitanya Mat of Gaudima, and Saraswata, from Saraswati, our Gurudev, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, so Chaitanya Saraswata, the knowledge that has come from Chaitanya Dev up to Saraswati, our Guru Maharaj, propaganda within that era, we are to revere, accept, and preach the angle of vision of our Guru Maharaj, Saraswati Thakur, about Sri Chaitanya Dev, how Srila Saraswati Thakur has seen with his divine eyes. That is what is available here. We are concerned with that. From Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to Saraswati, our Guru Maharaj, this is the Guru Parampara. The whole is covered, considered, cultured, and being preached or spread. That is Chaitanya Saraswat. Hare Krishna. Chaitanya Nuga. Saraswati. Another meaning of Saraswati means Vani, Bhakya, words, expressions of Mahaprabhu. Chaitanya Vani, the real preaching, instructions of Sri Chaitanya Dev, his words, that may be the meaning here. Chaitanya Vani, really from Chaitanya to Saraswati, the culture of Bhagavatam as viewed by Sri Chaitanya Dev and his followers up to Saraswati. That is our object. That is the theme of our life. That is the purpose of our life. Our parichoy, our identification, nature, acquaintance is there. Who are we? No, when he says it, he means, who are we? Those who say they're members of Sri Chaitanya Saraswat Mat. 
That's what he's talking about. Who are we? We are so-and-so. They are our masters. We are the servants of that group. We want to revere them, to propagate them, to ask people to accept them. Our whole concern is there. Chaitanya, Saraswat, Saraswat, Chaitanya. And as usual, you know, Gore Haribol, Gore Haribol, Gore Haribol. What distinguishes Chaitanya Saraswat? How it is modified by Chaitanya Dev, the line of Bhagavatam, what he has spread amongst all the acharjas. Sri Chaitanya Dev preached about love divine clearly and in a developed way, in a scientific way. Only Sri Chaitanya Dev preached the fifth end of life. Bhagwat Prem, the end of life is to acquire love, affection, attraction for God or Godhead, for Krishna. Krishna is the Lord of love and he is the innermost conception of Godhead. The highest conception of Godhead is Krishna and Jiva can have relation with him, that of love. And that is the highest achievement of all souls ever known come to the world. So, Chaitanya Saraswata, not other Saraswata, Chaitanya Nuga Saraswata, followers that belong to the school of Sri Krishna Chaitanya, who believes in Krishna and the consciousness of Krishna, the believers of Krishna consciousness. The flag fluttering high over the sky means to have control over the whole globe. So it flutters high to control. Udgita Kirtir Jayasrim, Bibrat, singing the glory and it's capturing the whole world by Sri Chaitanya thought. And what is that? Rupanuga Sri. Their object is to enter into that loving service which is directed by Sri Rupa in the camp of Srimati Radharani, Radha Dasyam. That is the wealth of their heart, that is their aim. And they are following the method of Sri Chaitanya. And their flag is flying high over in the sky on the banks of the Ganga and Govardhan. Go to Govardhan. That is what is shown in this sloka, Mat Pranam, of Sri Chaitanya Saraswat Mat. When I was establishing this Mat, there was only a thatched cottage, and I, myself, was cleansing the clay and dirt with my own hand. At that time, this was composed, came through me. I had some inner thought that Mahaprabhu is accepting my service from such a lower level, cleansing the clay and the earth, all these things. But there is some future grant. It portends some future resourcefulness. This place will be of high order. He is accepting service from my own hand. That was my feeling at the time. I composed that. Somehow it came, and one very tall bamboo was put there, its flag fluttering above, and that gave some inspiration to me. Udgita Kirtir, its glory is sung high in the sky, Jaya Srim Bibrat, and it is holding the victorious color with it. Jaya Srim Bibrat, the victorious resources floated by this fluttering of the flag, which is so high, posted in the over sky and outer space on the banks of the Ganga and Navadweep, that it may have such potentiality. And I've inserted here to remind, Urjaisri is the name of Radharani, Jaisri, 
Urja means resources. She commands all the resources, the Shakti, the power, all the resources culminate in her. Then Ganga Tata Nikata Location of the place is Govardhan. Koladweep, Koladri Raje, king of mountains, Kola, Koladri, mountain, on the banks of the Ganga, it is glittering there. And what is the function there? Yatra Sri Gaura Saraswata Mata Nirata, who are really followers, Gaura Saraswati. From Sri Gauranga to Saraswati has come that flow. They have got faith in that. Goragata Grananti, singing the glories of Sri Goranga to the world. Those that are devoted in the cultivation of the grace of Goranga, Gora Saraswata, from Goranga that came through, interpreted by Saraswati, our Gurudev, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, Gora Saraswata, who engages himself fully in that opinion, that idea and that thought. Matta nirata goragata grananti, and that quality of glorification of Sri Goranga, that flow of gorkata, they are singing here. And what is their object, the aim of their life? Srimad Rupanuga Sri Kritimati, Rupanuga Bhajan, Madhura Rasa, Radha Anugata, Krishna Bhajan, that is their aim. With that intention, they're singing the Sankirtan of Sri Gauranga. And their aim is there. Nityam Rupanuga Sri Kritimati Guru Gauranga Radha Jitasa. Their only hope is that one day they will be able to reach the destination. They will be able to serve Sri Radha and her beloved. That is their aim. And Gora Sankirtan, their object to is, to, is to attain their highest position in the Rupanuga service in the camp of Srimati Radharani. Their mentality is there and their activity is here. In a very dignified way, the flag is fluttering there, high up in the sky from the Ganga on the summit of Govardhan Giriraj. And it was then only in a college I wrote this, 42 or so, and now it is 1983. He says, 40 years ago, that came through my pen. Then turning to all of us. So your aim at present, that this will be here and you will try to distribute this Gauravani from here to the world. That is the divine arrangement and I keep it on my head. Activity under the guidance of Sri Gauranga and our object is the camp of Radharani, Radha Govinda's service guided by Srila Rupa Goswami, the line of Sri Rupa, who are we? From Chaitanya Dev to Saraswati Goswami, that flow of instruction is our base and our stay is in Govardhan, the Aparad Bunjanir Pat. That was the idea. It came from an inner compartment of my heart and I produced it in that way. My hope, some mystic hope or ambition, whatever you might say, that mystic something made me write this. So who made me write this? And who supplied this thought in Bhaktivinoda Thakur, his prophecy, that will guide you. It may not come by the lips to the ear, but heart transaction. Tene Brahma Hridaya Adikabaye, transmission from heart to heart. Brahma to Krishna gave this first knowledge to Brahma, the creator, through the heart. 
Then Brahma Veda was given the Brahma, creator of the world, through the heart, inspiration, not coming from the lip to the ear. Bhagavatam says this transmission, this transaction, this flow of heart, heart to heart. Otherwise, the ears cannot catch and the lips cannot produce. That's what Srila Gurumar said about his Sri Chaitanya Saraswat Mat, which he founded on this Ratyatra day and the Aparad Banjan Arapat and uh, Sri Gupta Govardhan and Navadeep Dham in um, 1942. We want the real thing. We want descending spiritual substance, not just that I could cleverly figure something out. We want revealed truth is what we're interested in. And as Gurudev would say, then you have to make yourself a fit receiver for that. And we know the arrogance of scholarship is repulsive to the descent of revealed truth. Jnane prayasamurupasana eva jivanti sanmukharitam bhavadiyavartam stane stita shrutigatam tanubhanmano vir ye prayaso jita jito piyasi taishtri lokyam Krishna is ajita. The intellect cannot conquer ajita. But by submitting oneself, then who is ajita, unconquerable, becomes conquered by what? Shri Krishna Karshini Chasa, heart. So what's in the heart of the lady making the flower garland may be superior than the heart of the scholar. Srila Prabhupada's sister, when some big Gaudiamat person said, Oh, I hear Chaitanya Saraswatma is not doing so well. Meaning financially and otherwise. And Prabhupada's sister, Bhavatarani Didi, known as Pishima, affectionately, she said, what? She said, oh, there's unlimited opulence in Chaitanya Saraswatma. What are you talking about? He goes, no, I heard things are not so much. She said, don't you know, Lakshmi Devi is brooming, sweeping the courtyard of Radharani. <laughs> so Guru Maharaj and Gurudev, they accepted that because she said, the courtyard of Radharani. So we know, Yadvanshana Sri Lalana Charatapo. We can defend what she said by quoting many slokas to show the substance of what she said. But this was just from her heart. This was an original expression from her heart. This lady who, you know, beautiful Vaishnavi, who looked like a mirror image of Srila Prabhupada as his sister. What did she do mostly? Cooking for Prabhupada, things like that. Giving some sisterly affection and advice. But that this could just appear from her heart. Lakshmi Devi is sweeping the courtyard of Radharani. That's what I mean, the expression of a Jnana Shunya Bhakta. Hearing that, we all become upgraded, uplifted, improved. Our position improves. It's improving the position of the analysts. <laughs> the analysts just all got upgraded by the Raga expression. Guru Maharaj will say, Vrindavan is for the highest section of liberated souls. It's why Chaitanya Saraswat Mat was established in Navadvip Dham and Gupta Govardhan.
Vrindavan is for the highest section of liberated souls. Krishna Lilamrita Sar Tar Sata Shatadar Das Dike Baha Jaha Hoite. But then what is the difference between Krishna Lila and Gaur Lila? Krishna Lila, if it's only meant for the highest section of liberated souls, that means how many are excluded? What is Gaur Lila? The magnanimous distribution of Krishna Lila. Krishna Lila Madurja, Gaur Lila Odarja. Distributing that, Das Dike means 10 directions. North, south, east, left, north, east, north, south, etc. Up, down. Mahaprabhu is the giver. Which comes first, the gift or the giver? He's gifting Krishna Lila. So what is generally reserved for the highest section of liberated souls is being extended to the non-liberated section. That's another way of putting it. So what does Prabodhananda say? Astasaki Tunga Vidya should know Yata Yata Gora Padara Vinde Vinde Tabaktim Kritapunya Rasi Tata Tutot Sarpati Hridikasmat Radha Padamboja Sudamburasi. Says then you give your full attention to Gorapad, the lotus feet of Mahaprabhu. Nityananda is saying, Bajagoranga, they're trying to tell us how to get entrance into that plane. Give your full attention to the lotus feet of Mahaprabhu. Vindeta Bhaktim Krita Punyarasi means those who are Sukritivan, Sumedasa, refined theistic intellect. They'll see the entrance to Vrindavan is in Navadvip. The entrance into Krishna Lila is Gorlila. And what will happen? It says, if you do that, because who is Mahaprabhu? Sri Krishna Chaitanya, Radha Krishna Nahayanya, Radha Bhava Duti, Subalita, Krishna enveloped in the heart and halo of Radharani, then Tata Tatot Sarpati Hridya Kasmat, automatically, subconsciously, deep within the core of your heart, what will appear? The Radha Rasa Shuddha Nidhi, the nectarine ocean of service to the lotus feet of Srimati Radharani. That flow will come to your heart, and you'll find yourself awakening in the soil of Vrindavan. And Guru Maharaj said, it, one comparison he gave, he said, like, if you get on a flight in New York, and you get off in India. <laughs> That's one example he gave. Another example, he said, like a machine, you put the coin in here, and the ticket comes out on the other side. You put your coin, your serving capital, in the lotus feet of Mahaprabhu and collect your ticket for Vrindavan. And I just say one thing, when Vishwambar Goswami was the mayor of Vrindavan and he's since passed and next generation, next generation. But I just come from Navadi and they were always, he slept in my bed in California. He visited and Guru Maharaj said, it's okay. And, you know, Mayor of Vrindavan, Radharama, you know. The, and uh, so we were talking once. And I was just so overwhelmed having just been with Guru Maharaj. And maybe not the most considerate because we're in Vrindavan. But I wanted to say something about the glories of Navadvip. You know, and I was like, because oh. he's like, Vrindavan. Yes, yes, Vrindavan. And I, and, but... You know, like you know, uh, every atom of Navadip is capable of giving Vrindavan in full. And he said, 
You're a disciple of Sridhar Maharaj, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> and yes, oh, I, now I understand. <laughs> Saying every atom of Navadvip can give Vrindavan in full. That's Guru Maharaj, and that's the truth. When once on, I was thinking, if I could publish the golden volcano of divine love in Srila Guru Maharaj's lifetime, then I could die. And I got the opportunity to bring it to him at the Mott, and he was so happy. Later told me that was his favorite book of the ones that we'd published. And, and he's always looking for divine signs. Right? Those whose eyes are awakened can find traces of divinity in everywhere and everything, the Mahabhagavatam. And interestingly, you know, there is the Vedic science of signs, auspicious signs, inauspicious signs, especially if you're going on a journey. But Guru Maharaj has mentioned Srimati Radharani, like everything has its parallel and representation in the original. She's the origin of all this. She's looking for favorable signs, indications of meeting with Krishna, indicators. So Srila Guru Maharaj, seeing this book, and Siddhanti Maharaj, who was Chedananda Prabhu at the time, was in Puri, and he sent a letter telling him that the, the seva of the Gambir, the room that Mahaprabhu spent his last you know, 12, 18 years, that seva was becoming available. Sometimes that happens. So Srila Guru Maharaj sent myself with as another devotee to see if we could procure that. And when we got there, I had the, you know, freshly printed golden volcano of divine love. Actually, I stopped in Hong Kong to bind some to make some advanced copies, <laughs> Chinese connection. And so I had some. So I explained to the Pujari what this book is, who this book is. Because we used to take it. Gurudev said, three vigraha. He told Goswami Maharaj is giving you later five. But search for Sri Krishna, we took to be Krishna. Sri Guru and His Grace, Sri Guru, ultimate Guru, Sri Mati Radharani, golden volcano. Mahaprabhu. So I explaining to him, this book is Mahaprabhu. And he accepted that. I just explained, Guru Maharaj, everything, he, somehow he got it. <laughs> and so he took the book and where Mahaprabhu's asan is, put the golden volcano there. And so we were very fortunate to say, look, Mahaprabhu is sitting there in the form of the golden volcano of divine love. And those things are complicated to arrange. And so we returned with the news to Guru Maharaj. And we have to remember at this time, he would only leave his veranda balcony like two, three times a year, come down to the temple room, Saraswati Thakur's appearance, Gaur Purnima, and like his Bias Puja. And Guru Maharaj told me, he said, if you can get this seva, he said, I will come there. And he saw the, like, shock on my face. 
because I knew that it's not possible for, for him to survive that kind of a journey. And so looking at me, and Guru Maharaj said, if I die on the way, at least I will have died going in the right direction. <laughs> that was so beautiful. I will, I will have died going in the right direction. That we aspire to. And more practically, aspire to serve the servant of the servant of someone who can express that in a heartfelt, meaningful, substantial way. The call may come to help in the kitchen. Right? All the domestic affairs of the Mat, Radharani is major domo. We want the Hollywood version. <laughs> it may be very simple. Don't pass up any simple service opportunity that comes before you. We observe this sitting at the lotus feet of His Divine Grace, Srila Bhakti Sundar Govinda Dev Goswami Maharaj. The moment he understands that something is the service of the lotus feet of Srila Guru Maharaj, he's eager for that. Whatever it is, he's ready to do that personally. Srila Saraswati Thakur used to tell his disciples, actually, all of, I'm supposed to do all of this, but I am un, I'm unfit, unable, it's beyond my capacity. So my Gurudev has mercifully expanded as all of you to help me do this seva. And Guru Maharaj says, Srimati Radharani, she's always promoting others for seva. But sometimes she realizes only she can do a particular seva. Otherwise, she's happily promoting others. We come to the lotus feet of Srila Guru Maharaj at Sri Chaitanya Saraswat Mat, and we, we're we're making a transition. Kintu Prabhuya Priya Our Krishna conception is shifting under the influence of Guru Maharaj to Radharani and Mahaprabhu, our Guru conception, and our where they're becoming most prominent. Radharani and Mahaprabhu. So, Kintu Prabhuya Priya So then naturally, we want to do everything like Guru Maharaj does. You know, we're like, like children in the you know, we, I mean, you could even say shameless, um, just shame, well, just shameless. But, <laughs> but Guru Maharaj says, if you want to begin, like we, now we're undergoing this major transition in our consciousness, our understanding. We're reconceiving Krishna conception under the di direct guidance of Srila Guru Maharaj. So he's telling us when we're expressing some interest and if, if, if we will be involved in puja on any level, he's saying, you can begin with Giriraj Govardhan, Govardhan Shila. The Shalagram Shila, very qualified to do that. No, but Saraswati Thakur allowed for the Govardhan Shila, Giriraj Govardhan. And it's Raga Bhakti. So maybe it's not on time every day, the offering, or there's some, what do you call it, uh, disparities, or, you know, 
it's all right. You know, as you were doing, you give everything to Giriraj first. You know? And he began the Chaitanya Saraswat Mat that way, with two Govardhan Shilas, actually. But then after some time, he said, some people were coming to the Mat, to the, you know. So then he installed Mahaprabhu. Then after some time, particularly Srila Bhakti Sundar Govindadev Goswami Maharaj came, then Radha Govinda, Gandharva Govinda Sundar. So now they have Guru Goranga, Gandharva Govinda Sundar, the three deities. And so again, we start with Giriraj Govardhan. So we're doing that way happily. After a while, a community is evolving of aspiring servitors. And so we want to have Mahaprabhu, Radha Govinda. And so myself, the Dagda we had some ideas about how we'll do that, particularly Mahaprabhu. And Srila Gurudev and Srila Gurumars, they hear about that, you know, and they can understand maybe we're not going in the right direction. <laughs> they can really understand that. <laughs> so, but very sweetly, we're talking about affectionate guidance, you know, Gurudev, he's like, and Gurumars comes in and he's saying, he says, if you want to know, really how Mahaprabhu should be, then you go to Mahaprabhu Bari, sometimes not Vishnu Priya Bari, the house of Vishnu Priya. Because we know her deity, after he took sannyas and, and the world left, and she has a deity commissioned, and they bring the first iteration dismissed, second iteration dismissed, and when the third one comes, she like draws her veil, She's seeing Nimai Pandit. That's how, so he said, you want to know what Mahaprabhu, you go there, <laughs> you <know>? go there. <laughs> so one devotee from the Mat takes me there and I have the darshan of Mahaprabhu, who's so beautiful, incomparably beautiful, the deity of Vishnu Priyan. And I'm like, all right, oh, okay. Come back to the Mat. And Srila Gurudev was talking to me and he's saying, see, Maharaj, I, he's telling me, like, now he's going to help me. And he's saying, actually, I commissioned one Mahaprabhu for uh, Guru Maharaj's birthplace. Nothing really substantial was there yet. He's saying, but, and he's on the side of the altar here and I can show you, you know, because I was saying, should he be like this? How, you know? Should, and when he says, like Vishnu Priya, does that mean in the offering mudra? How, you know? He says, I'll show you. And then this Mahaprabhu on the side, like under Rasana, he shows this Mahaprabhu deity. And of course, I'm enamored by the beauty of the deity. And I said, just, you know, like a child, uh, or I said, like, perhaps Mahaprabhu would like to go to America or around the world preaching. And Gurudev went, oh, Ori Baba. You know, like, like, this was a sensitive matter. <laughs> you know? Then, but Gurudev, this is the heart of Gurudev. I believe this Mahaprabhu came from the heart of Gurudev. It was commissioned personally by Gurudev and meant for uh, Hapania. You know, so it was very meaningful to him personally. But then he got some inspiration. So he says, Come with me. They put the deity back, you know, and we go upstairs, and there's Srila Guru Maharaj. And then Srila Gurudev says to him, you know, he said, Maharaj, Goswami Maharaj 
has given you three deities. Search for Sri Krishna, reality the beautiful, Sri Guru and his grace, golden volcano of divine love. And you say, one deity you can give to him. <laughs> and then Guru Maharaj is like, Baba. It's not like Guru Maharaj started smiling. You know, Guru Maharaj like become very, he's already the personification of gravity. And what he, he starts saying, it is designed and destined. It is designed and destined. Where he will go, from whom he will receive service. It is designed and destined. And then he said, he started talking like Mahaprabhu to him. And he said, rather disgusted with your mistreatment. And I will go elsewhere. Then Gurumar started smiling because Gurudev, oh, you know, Gurudev starts laughing and smiling. This is Gurumar's way because we're, then Guru, we see Gurumar's is smiling and he approved. But, and I want to say, Rama Didi, Gurumar's sister, Shankari Didi, the elderly divine ladies of the Mat, they love this deity very much. So when it came time, for him to go, it was like Krishna, like a Kruur, Vidagda, they thought he was like a Kruur taking Krishna out of Vrindavan. So they're all crying and falling in front of the cart and, you know, to their, you know tears coming down and they're, you know, they're Amar Goranga and, you know, and in that way he, so, and now the full circle of designed and destined has come. So we're, we're authorized by Guru Maharaj to have the three deities. And Vidagda Madhava Prabhu and I, we go to Vrindavan, I mean to uh, Jaipur, and to Mr. Pandey, he was the premier Murtiwala carver of deities, and, and we lose our minds because... When they have so many deities, they've already, and you can commission, but we need to, like, and so we're staying in a hotel, and, and like, after you, when you look at deities all day, and all, you know, like, when you go to bed at night, you know, you, you, you're mad. And what happens is when you look at these deities, they're saying, worship me. You're like, you know, each one of them starts talking to you. And you're trying to say, which one is my imagination and which one is actually saying something? Really, we went mad for a few days. And I'm like, oh, wait. And then I found like, oh, I really like this Krishna, but like, oh, but, oh, but that Radharani. And like, then at one point I made a suggestion you should never make about a particular Krishna, a particular Radharani, and two different places. And they go, yeah, I can't even say the whole thing, but like, then we see this couple, this Govinda Sundar and this Radharani, and we thought like, oh, they're a couple, divine couple, they're the ones. So they became, and then what will their names be? Guru Maharaj's deity, Gandharva Govinda Sundar. And we thought, again, we, I thought, well, then 
Radha, I don't have the audacity to call them Gandharva Govinda Sundar, but how about Radha, Guru Goranga, Radha Govinda Sundar, acceptable? Then that was just our feelings. Then the Arati song comes and we see Jaya Guru Gora Radha Govinda Sundara. So that made us extra happy. Because they thought, Gandharva Govinda? No, but in the song, Guruva is putting Radha Govinda Sundar. Mandal is in, like Mandala is an ancient Sanskrit word that means circle. <laughs> but it means circle also like a group, a circle of friends, supporters. So the cha- members of Chaitanya Saraswat Mandal, who are me and my disciples, we want to serve Sri Chaitanya Saraswat Mandal. We consider that very high, and when we're in a somewhat lower position, and from our position we're serving. Like, you see that? That represents the mat. So every morning I go in the balcony, and I sing the mat pranam, Srimat Chaitanya Saraswata Matabhara Ujita Kirtir Jayasrim, and there's a... Kunda in front, Govinda Kunda. So that is our concept, that there's the mat, and from a somewhat one step below, removed position, we're trying to serve the mat and all of its servitors. It's also something of China House, Chintamani Dham. Chintamani is that mystic gem that uh, transforms one mysteriously, miraculously. From an exploiting agent into a dedicating agent. So Brahma Sangeeta says, Chintamani Prakara Sadmasu Kalpa Vriksha Lakshavriteshu Surabhi Abhipalyantam Lakshmi Sahasrasatasam Brahma Sevyamanam that Krishna's world is constructed of Chintamani gems. It's always, you come in connection with something superior, you become elevated. And it says, Mahabhav Swarupini Radha Thakurani. And she is Mahabhav Chintamani. You come in connection with her through her servants, 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 and you come in connection with Mahabhav, the, the highest type of Krishna Prem and ecstatic love. Maharaj, what's mean Thakurani? God, female God. Thakur means God. Thakurani means Queen God. Means Radharani. We're told she's the Queen of the heart of Govinda. Govinda Nandini, Govinda Mohini. She, Cupid's bewildering everyone in the world. Krishna's beauty bewilders Cupid, but Krishna's bewildered by the beauty, charm, sweetness, and self-giving nature of Srimati Radharani. So she's Govinda Mohini. Krishna is Govinda, giving pleasure to everyone, the ultimate, the epitome of, of infinite beauty in sight, sound, form, taste, touch, smell. 
That's what he does. So then, what what does he get? Who can give him pleasure? He said, someone who's more qualified than me. Not equal to me, but superior to me. That is Radharani. Because it's everyone, every beautiful fragrance in the creation is driving everyone mad. It comes from me. It's my aroma. But the aroma, aroma of my beloved Sri Radhika drives me crazy. So she makes Krishna happy. And Krishna makes everyone else happy. But Radharani, if we serve her servants, 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 then she says, has a plate of Mahabhav Krishna Prem and says, here, have a taste of what we're tasting. And Srila Gurman says, once you have a taste of that, not only all other tastes, but all other rasas become tasteless. It's the ultimate interpretation of This is the ultimate higher taste. So we're here celebrating this Sri Gaur Purnima the appearance of the golden avatar, Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. As Saraswati Thakur was <coughs> drawn irresistibly toward the wealth and the heart of Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur, Sri Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, was irresistibly overwhelmed by the heart of Srimati Radharani, love conquers all, even Krishna. Ye prayaso jita jito piyasi taistri lokyam. One of Krishna's names, Ajita, unconquerable. But here Brahma says, if you come in connection with his agents and your heart is touched by their love and affection, devotion to Krishna, like sparsha money, you will be transformed and Ajita Krishna, who is unconquerable, becomes conquered. And we like to note that when a devotee is defeated by Krishna, he's not pretending, he's like a father does with a child or something. He pretends to be defeated by the child. It's not like that. He's actually defeated by devotion. That is a miraculous thing. So Srila Rupa Goswami, when he's outlining what is Krishna Bhakti, his book Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, which Prabhupada originally was translating under the title The Science of Devotion, a step-by-step explanation, at least in the first part. And there he says, Kleshagni Shubhada Moksha Lagutakrit Sandra-nanda-vishesha-atma Sri krishna karshini chasa Klesh, it burns up all in our spirit, you know, suffering. Subhada, the giver of all our spaciousness. Moksha-luga, makes liberation seem like nothing. I thought mukti, 
Mukunda Krishna, who gives, you know, Mukti Arhat Vanyata Rupam Swarapena Vivastiti. Real Mukti is to awaken your actual identity, not just to get free from suffering. That takes you to the neutral position, Viroja, the sannyas sacrifice, fire sacrifice called Viroja home. Crossing Viroja. Mahaprabhu told, Etam samasta, according to Bhagavatam, the Avanti Purama, Etam samastaya paratmanishtam upasitam purvatumara maharshibi ahang tarishami durantaparam tamo mukundangri nishevayeva. How will you cross substantially? By doing mukunda seva, service, seva. He's saying sannyasa is about seva. Right? And not receiving it, but becoming a exclusive servitor, right? dedicating kai manobaka, body, mind, words, the three trivenu, three bamboo. Says it in the Bhagavatam. Trivenu. Venu means bamboo. Trivenu means three bamboo. Body, mind, words, kai manobaka. And Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, uh, the founder, Acharya of Sri Gaudiya Mat and its branches, and the inaugurator of everything any one of us is involved in, it all goes back to him. Prabhupada would have never got on the boat and come, you know, metaphorically speaking. So it all goes to Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur who wants to distribute the wealth from the melted heart of Bhaktivinoda Thakur. So to the three venu, three bamboo, he adds another one, jiva danda. And then there are four, and at the top, the prash, that's for cutting illusion, cutting through illusion. So the, the symbolic representation is there, but on a more substantial side, we told, like Saraswati Thakur attracted to the wealth and the melted heart of Bhaktivinoda Thakur, Krishna irresistibly drawn to the heart of Srimati Radharani. The supreme positive irresistibly being drawn to the supreme negative. In account of her aradita, her self-giving, self-sacrificing nature, the epitome of self-giving and self-sacrifice. He's irresistibly drawn toward her. And he sees in their interaction, he conjectures that I'm Rasaraj, ecstasy personified, and she's Mahabhav, Mahabhav Swarupini Radha Thakurani. And he's saying, I think that what she is experiencing is not only greater than what I'm experiencing, but millions of times greater than what I'm experiencing. Right? Ten million is just a number. You're saying it's infinitely greater than what I, and I'm Rasaraj, Krishna. You know, I make universes uh, through agents in my spare time. What she's experiencing is infinite of magnitude, greater than what I'm experiencing. And he's the infinite, he can say that, only he can say that, and those who are his, sadjan, 
Sat, the Sat, that group who are his, he claims, they can also say it. And he's saying it. And, and I told, he's looking for an excuse to do this. And the appearance of the Yuga avatar comes. So he lets Radharani know his plan. That's why Guru is saying on, in the Arati song, seeing the transformation of Krishna, Shama Sundar and the Goranga Sundar, she's smiling, a very like Mona Lisa smile. She's the originator of the Mona Lisa smile, the mysterious smile, approving, but smi little uh, Mandahasa. And, but she's thinking, you, you won't be able to handle it. She knows what happens to her when she hears the name of Krishna, when she smells the aroma of Krishna, the touch of Krishna, and particularly what happens to her in separation from Krishna. She's saying, you don't know what you're in for. And when she thinks about it more, she thinks, I, this is intolerable to me that you will rub your lotus face into a brick wall. I, I, I can't approve of that and I can't digest that. Because, no, but I must, I must do this, I must embrace your position. Then she's saying, all right, ever the servitor, she's saying, I will cover you with my divine form. And if there's any bruising things, I'll take that. I can't tolerate that that will happen to you. So that time comes, that time has come. And as we told yesterday, he has public service, private life. Gurmar said, I take my stand on common sense. Public service, private life. Public service, obviously the most valuable for the most people. Right? Nama Sankirtan. You know, Krishna, 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 Nama, Kirtanam. Because now he's en enveloped by the heart of Radharani and the radiance is the halo. And he's hearing Krishna Nam and it's so sweet, it's making him sing and dance madly. And thereby he's distributing Krishna Nam to everyone else. You see here, he Gauranga Mahaprabhu dancing. And after he does his duty, that's when Advaita wrote the mystic poem and said, all right, now you can enter private life. And with Rupdamadar and Ramananda behind closed doors in the Gangbir, his relishing Brahmar Gita day and day, the uh, Krishna Karnamritam of Bill Mangal Thakur. Jaya 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 Deva 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 Tribhuvanal Mangala Divyanamadeya Jaya 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 Deva Krishna Deva Sravana Mana Nayan Amrita Avatara <laughs> The Nayan Amrita Avatar The Eye Nectar Avatar <laughs> And Gurudev liked this verse, Kosturi tilakam lalata palake bakshastase kostubam nashagre namamoktikam karatale venam kare kankanam sarvanga harichandanam chakalayan kante jamuktavalim gopa stri puri veshito vijayate gopala chudamani. 
all slokas Kosturi Tilakam, the Tilak from Musk, Bokshasta Koshtivam, Kostubajam in his chest, Nashagrain a pearl nose ring, and his hand, the way his hands move when he plays the flute, Menam Kari Kankaram, Sarvanga Harichandanam, divine form covered with chandan of various types. Kantechamuktavalin, wearing a necklace of pearls or muktas. Is he wearing a, neck, neck, a necklace of liberated souls? Gopastri Podivishnu. And when the Gopastri, the Braja Gopi, so he's the Chudamani, the central jewel, and all these jewel like Braja Gopis are there in full radiance, shining, sweetness, beauty, charm, etc. And he's the jewel in the center. Gopastri Podivishito Bijayate, and looks so glorious. Victoria, Gopala Chudamani. Gurudev liked that verse so much. And even within the day or so of his departure, he liked to hear it. If I just go, Kosturi, he just go into his world. So Mahaprabhu so much likes uh, Karnamritam, Jayadev's Gita Govinda, Lalita la bangalata parishilana kamala malaya samire marukara bhikara karambita kokile kujita kunjat kutire. When I think of the verses from Srila Govinda Maharaj, they're almost all like this. Many preaching slokas from Srila Prabhupada, and Guru Maharaj is a mixture of mainly preaching slokas and some of these. From Srila Gurudev, it's almost exclusively these type of slokas. So it tells us something about his internal culture, that these just so easily and sweet, roll off his lotus lips. So Mahaprabhu, having done his public service, Nam Sankirtan, then he goes, internal antaranga sangi kore rasa ashwadan, and leaves Srila Rupa Goswami, uh, the head of his line, the Rupanuga line. And so, meditating on the lotus feet of Srila Guru Maharaj and his method, if you would call it that, for the selection of sannyas names, I came to Bhakti, we know, so we have to get two other names. <laughs> Sri Rup, his name Rupa Vilas. Sri Rup is very beautiful because it means Sri means Radharani, Rup means form, also means beauty. Means Radharani, but sometimes Saraswati Tower said if you ex could extract all the beauty from Srimati Radharani and personify that, it would be Sri Rupa, Sri Rupa Manjari, head of our line, but I mean, the line we aspire to, Bhakti Sri Rup. And Baikanas, means Vishnu Krishna. Krishna is always hiding. It's a little hidden there. Vikriti dam brajabhiduri dam to Vishnu. Vishnu means God, sometimes. So, and other stuff, but this is more important. The Sri Rup, Sri Rup. Sri Mati Radharani and Sri Rup. Sri Rup Goswami. 
Because the first thing I ever heard Srila Prabhupada say in San Francisco, 1971, just the day before Ratyatra, he's talking to 19-year-old kids and he goes, Chaktva Turnama Shesha Mandalabhim Srinim Sadat Tuchavat Bhutva Dina Ganeshako Karunaya Kopina Kantasrito Gopi Bhava Rasamrita Dilahari Kalola Magno Muhur Bande Rupa Sanatano Raguriago Sri Jivago Palago so he's saying how they took the copine. They gave up everything and took the copine as he has taken. That means the undergarment, huh? Loincloth. Loin there you go. So, in other words, they gave up everything, just wearing a loincloth to be polite. Like Naga Babas. If you've ever seen one, you've kind of seen all of them. Yes. You, know? <laughs> you know, but here, like, it's like, a, you know, like, okay, we get it. So, and the Babaji Vesh is only the loincloth. But the Sanyas Vesh, there's only two parts, actually. This is the, this. Bahirvas, external garment, Uttariya, upper garment. This is not part of it, no shirt ever is, it's not. It's only these two, and the Kopin, the, what in Iskan was often called Brahmin underwear. So, because you're coming naked and offering yourself, you're not bringing anything with you. I told the other day, when Guru Maharaj took sannyas, being the eldest brother, all the property and everything was transferred to his next brother, everyone called Amar Babu, his name was Amarendra. Because when you take sannyas in India, you're legally dead. You're le legally dead. So you can't own anything. Right? And we know it's another time, another place. I'm just explaining a little bit about it that I've understood. So, in other words, you're finished with that. And what does Gurudev say when he gives sannyas? Saying, Purusha Bhav. He says, you're, you're no longer a man. Purush means man, enjoyer, Bhav, heart. He said, that's finished. You're not a man anymore. Right? When a gopi bhav, at the heart of sannyas is gopi bhav, taking shelter of the gopi heart, and the way gopi vision, everything the way they see it. And we know those gopis descended as Rup, Sanatan, Raghunath, Raghunathas, Jiva, Gopal, and others, Lalita, Vishaka, Swarup, and Ramananda. And it's very, why didn't they come as women? Because it should be obvious. Then there'd be all kinds of uh, abuse, more than there is, which is hard to imagine. Mahaprabhu, why doesn't he come as a woman and experience the heart and all of that of Radharani? Because it would be misunderstood. So he comes, he's a renunciate and he's saying that Radha, Krishna and their erotic, that's the ultimate achievement. That sounds totally bogus, right? So now they're not supposed to have anything to do and don't even think about it, right? And he's saying that his ultimate aspiration, gopi barthur padakamalayo dasa dasa dasa, is to serve those brajagopi, these teenage girls. So a renunciate, a full-blown renunciate is saying his heart's aspiration is to serve some teenage girl. That sounds totally bogus. 
Like, what's wrong with this man? Doesn't he know what we know? Right? He's saying, and take the dust from their feet, from these teenage girls, silly. He said, stupid jungle girls. But I don't like it because people, you know. So then say silly, that's what he meant. The way teenage girls are, and they go crazy over some guy. It's like that, but like at infinite magnitude. And this full-grown, full-blown monk is saying he wants to take the dust from the lotus feet of these silly teenage girls who are crazy for Krishna and put that on his head. And then like, you know, you need help, right? You can get, I can get you help. This guy, he's totally insane. He's talking about these teenage girls and how he worships them and the dust from their feet. He's a total madman. So Mahaprabhu says to Sanatana, Ami ek tumi dutiya. I'm crazy number one and you're crazy number two because you're listening to me. <laughs> you know? And Guru said, and his madness to others. Right? And Krishna religion is where Radharani is at the top. She's number one. And it's Krishna himself who says that. Right? By coming as Goranga Mahaprabhu, he's saying, being a devotee is better than being me. Take it from me. So Srimati Radharani holds the highest position. She's controlling Krishna with her love and affection. And her servitors, Lalita Vishaka, Ruparati, and our Guru Varga. So Gurudev would say, you're not a man anymore. Now, Gopi Bhav, you embrace that. But what do you have to, we hear, Saraswati, who is Brahma initiated by? I mean, technically speaking, a woman. We say, Brahma, Madhva, Gaudiya, you know, all this stuff. And who initiated Brahma? Your, your Adi Guru Brahma, where did he get mantra from? Saraswati, a goddess. But Dibya Saraswati, to be accurate. So you're saying, all these big sannyasis and they've gone elephants and they're beating drums and everything. Fine, do that. I like, Parmananda showed me some drumming the other day. It's amazing, you know. They should, and, and Madhva would do that. They beat the drums and, and challenge anyone and then he'll rip them apart. Those are glorious things. We love it. Gets your blood going. But if we go back, 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 who did Brahma get the mantra from? Dibya Saraswati, clean Krishnaya, Govindaya, Gopijana, Balabhaya, Svaha. And what are we told there? That he realized, like he meditates on it, he goes like, I'm a gopi in Vrindavan. Oh my God. What am I doing on this giant lotus flower? I have four heads. And it says, so it was revealed at that time as gopi identity, but it said all the secrets did not come at that time. Then he realized, all right, seva, as Prabhupada said, work now, samadhi later. So he's like, all right, I got some planets to build, uh, manasaputras, I got seva to do. And all this wonderful reality, gopi bhav, that'll come later. No less than Brahma, that's his position. What should be our position? So, Ahang Tarishami Durantaparam Tamo Mukunda. So, Mahaprabhu was saying, Mukunda Seva. So, with the Dandan hand, engage all my body, mind, words, booty, everything in the service of the lotus feet of Guru. 
then can easily cross over. Samastataye padapalava pavam mahat padam punabhishomurari pavam buddhi vatsa param padam param padam yad vipadam natesham. Saying that insurmountable ocean of nations, Devi Eshagunamai, Mama Mayadrata, insurmountable. You surrender to me, easily cross beyond. Not by, you can't do it by yourself. And what does it say? Vatsa padam. It doesn't say that the ocean becomes like the water left in the hoofprint of a cow. To make the point and be poetic, it said vatsa. That means a baby cow, a calf. <laughs> To make the point of saying, like, you know, that would be too much. No, more like this. So how does something that, that is oceanic transform into a drop? I mean, sambandha, abhideya, prayojan, a change of perspective, how you see things, gopi vision, the way they see things under the guidance of our Guru Varga. So, and uh, Gurudev said, you know, everyone can appreciate Srila Prabhupada and his contributions. But to appreciate Guru Maharaj, that requires some special sukriti. But, you know, when the infinite wants to make himself known to the finite, when the absolute wants to descend in relative circumstances, nothing can obstruct that. And every atom of every heart is being addressed and answered, reciprocated. So, in December of 1984, or 5, Philippine, Manila, 84. December of 84, Srila Guru Maharaj, sends me on a mission, right, to the Philippines, to Manila. And I am told that on his behalf, as Ritvik, I will initiate two gentlemen there. One is Murahari, and the other is before you, formerly Rupa Vilas Prabhu, now Sripad, uh, Bhakti Sri Rup Vaikanas Maharaj. So I'm not good at math, but that's around 39 years ago, right? Something like that. So for 39 years, we haven't seen each other in 39 years. Last time he saw me, I was drinking a coconut milkshake. <laughs> and the place we were at, I couldn't help but notice, like, the roof for washers, Coke bottle caps were being used. A nail driven through a Coca-Cola cap. That tells you the level of affluence. 39 years, he's been there faithfully. The Vani of Srila Guru Maharaj and Srila Gurudev and Srila Prabhupada and his heart coming out nourishing all those who have the good fortune to come in connection with him. So, when he came here, I haven't seen him in 39 years, <laughs> and, uh, and he's explaining the situation and everything, and he said, I'm 68, and what do you think about sannyas? And normally I just, you know, defer that, and, and, but I found, I was listening to myself say, yes, I think you should take sannyas. Then I prayed to Srila Guru Maharaj, Srila Prabhupada, and got some confirmation to do that. And I thought also, because incidentally I told, I'm no longer initiating. Right? And I thought this will be the 
nice way as the last initiation I give to give sannyas to you. And regarding that, um, I, I am directly empowered by Srila Guru Maharaj to initiate. He only empowered two people to initiate. Om Vishnu Pad, Srila Bhakti, Sundar Govinda, Dev Goswami Maharaj, and myself. We're the only two who are directly empowered by Srila Guru Maharaj to initiate. And I'm not talking about on his behalf. Directly empowered to initiate. So, due to age and other considerations, health and other things, I'm no longer initiating. But I find that the most qualified person that I would send someone to is Srila Bhakti Ranjan Madhusudan Maharaj. Because he is handpicked by Guru Maharaj to be Srila Gurudev's assistant and served Srila Gurudev for so long. He's also a direct disciple of Srila Guru Maharaj. So I am transferring my power to Srila Madhusudan Maharaj. So anyone, I will be in the capacity of uh, like consulting physician, means Shiksha Guru. And some are of the opinion, shiksha is the substantial thing. But someone says, they, want to, they hear my shiksha and they want to get initiated, I send them to Madhusudan Maharaj, who I have full faith in and as a charja, because Guru Maharaj is saying, like, there are all types of Vaishnavas and appearing in various ways. He's saying, but when, when you're promoting someone to the public, it should be someone who's like impeccable character, Srila Prabhupada used to say, a Vaishnava is a perfect gentleman. Whenever I hear that, I think of Madhusudan Maharaj. So you tick off all the different things, like especially you're going to the public and saying, here's the person. So you want that impeccable character, faithfulness, sanction from the Guru Varga. And I know, <laughs> believe me, I've thought about this. It's not like a whimsical decision I'm making. I've been thinking about this for a long time. I have taken permission from the upper world, Srila Guru Maharaj, Srila Gurudev, and Srila Prabhupada to do this, and they're very happy with this. And I say, I am transferring my power, being directly, because if you don't believe that, I'll tell you this, I can understand why someone would be skeptical. So, but you gotta have heart. <laughs> Srila Gurudev was asked if I could do Ritvik on his behalf. And he said these exact words. He said, he is already directly empowered by Srila Guru Maharaj to initiate. But if he will initiate on behalf, that'll be very good. So if you can't accept, and, and it doesn't matter also. So that's clear. I'm transferring my power to Srila Bhakti Ranjan Madhusudan Maharaj. I mean, he's already that, but for those who want from me, I send them to him. And Russian speaking, I, of course, to Srila Bhakti Bhimal Abhidut Maharaj, we have a 23-year partnership. And all along, I have told my Russian-speaking disciples to accept Srila Abhidut Maharaj as their Shiksha Guru. This is nothing new. We've been doing this for 23 years. So that will continue. But I'm talking about the non-Russian-speaking section who say, oh, we heard the Hari Kitab goes Swami Maharaj and seek initiation. Then Priyanana, my Russian secretary, Sulakshana, my personal secretary, they will direct people to Srila Madhusudan Maharaj. And, and he'll do that. Harinam, people want Harinam from me. I'm saying he already does it. He's already that. 
in spades, but I'm adding this thing that those seeking Harinam for me, Mantram for me, or Sannyas will be redirected to Srila Bhakti Ranjan Madhusudan Maharaj. So the next person who wants to take Sannyas, they will get, I may, if they say, we want to hear the Mantram from you as Guru Maharaj, I can do that. But Madhusudan Maharaj will be their Sannyas Guru, or Srila Avadut Maharaj, as we've done up to this point with uh, Srila Bhakti Seban Hrishikesh Maharaj, Bhakti Amrit Mahavir, and Bhakti Asrai Dandi Maharaj. Did we give sannyas to anyone else? No, okay. <laughs> so, and I, I think it's a very happy thing. Krishna, you know, the neck, it's like you hand the baton, it's a relay. So you run your leg of the race, you hand the baton to a, you know, fresh legs runner, and you're still on the team. You know, but you're like, you, like Gurudev would say, you give the, you kick the football to the striker, you know, the one who's got a hot foot. Once at the Calcutta train station, I'm trying to get the train going to Navadip and Howrah, and as soon as it's three o'clock, the guy shuts the window and starts laughing. The ticket's, you know, with the other employees, like, he shut the window. He's not gonna sell another ticket. And I, lost my composure and started saying some stuff. And there was one, uh, this is, by the way, this has happened to me many times. And one Indian man, he goes, come with me. I, and he knows like we do this, that, and like how to get on and then pay, whatever. And we're sitting there, you know. And I finally calmed down and he says to me, you know, Maharaj, in the, uh, my family, we have these deities, and they're like 400 years old, and it's in, uh, where, where did Dhinajpur, Dhineshwar, something like that, like where Bhaktivinoda gave the address. And he's saying, and we have a little temple there, and, the, and they're beautiful deities like this. And he's saying, and I'm getting married in two weeks. And I can't do the seva puja of the deities. So I'm looking for someone. And I'm just saying, you mean on the basis of what you just saw me do, you think I'm the guy? <laughs> but I, I understand the situation, you know. So he's saying, if you could, you know, I said, all right, look, I'm not the person, obviously, but I may know somebody who is. So when I get to the mat, I know who's got the hot foot. It's Srila Bhakti Nirmala Charja Maharaj. So I tell him about it. And around five, six months later, I go to see him in his office, where it used to be by the front gate. And there's this man with his wife, the grandma, everybody's there, and they transfer the temple to him. Because he was obviously the person who fit for that seva. So I can talk, but not much else. Whereas I see others, they have a greater uh, capacity and more enthusiastic and involved, engaged. So I'm, and it's like the next level, the next generation kind of thing. Although, you know, he's 68. So what are you guys gonna do? <laughs> no, you're already doing it. I'm just teasing, you know. But there has to also be some hope some prospect for those who are aspiring servitors and aspiring to dedicate themselves fully. 
so that's kind of it. I think I covered everything. Right. And this will continue. It's Gora Purnima and afternoon, evening. Jayam Vishnupad Paramahansa Parivajaka Charja Satara Sata Sri Srimad Srilabhakti Sundar Govindadev Goswami Maharaj Ki Jai. Jayam Vishnupad Srilabhakti Rakak Sridhar Dev Goswami Maharaj Ki Jai. Bhagavan Srilabhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur Ki Jai. Jai Saparikar Sri Sri Guru Goranga Radha Govinda Sundar Jiu Ki Jai. Sri Giriraj Govardhan Ki Jai. Sri Rupanuga Guru Varga Ki Jai. Nama Charja Srilaharidas Thakur Ki Jai. Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadar Shri Vasari Gaur Bhakti Vrinda Ki Jai Shri Shri Radha Krishna Gop Govina Shamakunda Radha Kunda Giri Govidan Ki Jai Vrindavan Dham Ki Jai Navadip Dham Ki Jai Shri Chaitanya Saraswat Mat Ki Jai Shri Gupta Govardhan Ki Jai Ganga Devi Jamun Devi Bhakti Devi Tulsi Devi Ki Jai Om Vishnupad Vishva Varenya Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada Ki Jai Sri Chaitanya Saraswat Mat Acharya Brinda Ki Jai Jai Srila Bhakti Bhimalabhadut Maharaj Ki Jai Jai Srila Bhakti Ranjan Madhusudan Maharaj Ki Jai Jai Sri Padvi Jai Raman Prabhu Ki Jai Jai Sri Paramananda Prabhu Ki Jai Jai Sri Bhakti Lalita Devi Dasi Ki Jai and Jai Sri Pad Bhakti Sri Rup Baikanas Maharaj Ki Jai Bhakti Sri Rup Baikanas Maharaj Ki Jai Bhakti Sri Rup Baikanas Maharaj Ki Jai Nithai Go Premanande Hare Krishna Hare Krishna All right